Hey everybody, Jimmy Pardo here. Never not funny with our guest Jess McKenna right around the corner. But first, let's talk about this. Let's talk about Mac Weldon. If you're wearing something right now that's not Mac Weldon, I got news for you. Mac Weldon is better than that. My underpants that I have on right now underneath my outer pants are Mac Weldon. Um, and they feel terrific. They got a brand new uh, uh, material for their uh, uh, boxer briefs that I am loving. And so um, I recommend you give those a try because they are comfortable. They don't ride up. They do everything I'm looking for in a boxer brief. Mac and Weldon, boy, they know how to handle themselves. They got underwear, they got socks, they got shirts. They look good, they perform well. And if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep it and they will still refund you, no questions asked. Now, here's the deal. Go to MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code PARDO and you're going to get 20% off your first order. That's right. Go to MacWeldon.com, enter promo code PARDO, and you're going to get 20% off your first order. But now, here's Never Not Funny. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Because it's been one of those days. Let's hear it for the burrito. Come on, that's not fair, man. Oh, did father look the fool? Retention, retention. Are you smoking those hillbilly cigarettes again? Ask your doctor if ball kick tricks is right for you. Oh, I don't like that. Go put your floppy hat on and enjoy your day. On tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, indeed. Yes, welcome to the program, episode 2507. Lots of fun prior to our starting of the program here today, talking about zeros and O's and the use of them. Interchangeable when they come to numerals, right? More than happy to a phone number, 752 uh, 3447 was my old phone number, as I've mentioned in the last episode. Uh, no zeros at all about that. <laughs> Not helpful. My, my example, very poor, very poor example of the use of O's and zeros. Yeah. Uh, you have a zero in your phone number somewhere, right? I want to say in the, no. at least in the area oh, code. In, the, in my cell phone, the other is one zero in the first three digits. Yeah, boy, I couldn't tell you that. Uh, if I say oh, it. Wow, well, I, I actually thought I was about to say. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you one of the 900 different spam numbers I've got to get a call from that has the same three digits. But and then, I, and then I suddenly got a call, but it wasn't from one of those. Oh, who's calling at this hour? Just another spammer. But they didn't. But they not didn't, one of these. They, they didn't, didn't pull the three digit trick, which, by the way, what is the purpose? They're like, you know what people answer? You know, the phone numbers people answer are the ones that look like their own <laughs> you know, local ones. <laughs> what would you think? Oh, my myself is calling me. I better answer it. It makes zero sense to me. It makes zero sense or O sense. <laughs> Kind of, I kind of like, that. like that very, very much. <laughs> I Thank liked you. that very. The, the very reflex much. was to shit, but then mm. no, turns out. Mm, da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. The reflex. You go to about this time. Arguably their best song. Hmm. Arguably. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's great. I mean, it's strong argu- a strong argument. Uh, what, else, what else is in the running? The chauffeur. Rhea. <laughs> I do love the chauffeur. <laughs> the chauffeur. I don't know that one. Uh, wait, careless memory? No, that's uh, it's a. Uh, what's that? Maybe it is. Boy, I, I think I'm, we're talking Duran Duran. I'm going to claim it's the top five, but I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. So that is a. I think their best a, song is the cover of the David Bowie song "Fame." <laughs> <laughs> totally unnecessary. Why did they do that? I, you know, wasn't that whole album album of covers? Oh, was it? I don't know. That's during a little era where I lost track of. Uh, I mean, they still do Duran. it in concert. I know. Pass. 
and I guess maybe well when we saw last time I saw them they were the only time I've seen them they were they had Nile Rodgers opening for them and Nile Rodgers wrote that song I think or produced it Aim. The, the David Bowie one and maybe also the Duran Duran one it was kind of like they were like yeah we work with Nile Rodgers too like okay great all right great nobody's fighting you <laughs> no, no. Uh, all right here, here you go you got is there something I should know it's a great song yeah mm-hmm. please please tell me now then you got the aforementioned reflex arguably their best a view to a kill which is a great song oh yeah never, it a, never liked it 007 we that's what talking. started this whole conversation yeah, about x's and o's x's were not involved can i throw my uh, i i always thought that song <laughs> i it's gonna get past it i won't get to it won't make any sense anymore Do your eye thing so i could go yes elliot as opposed to you can You're i right. just saying bullshit go ahead um, uh, I always thought that song, like they wrote that song and then somebody came to them and said, hey, do you want to do a 007 theme? And like, yeah, sure. Sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. And we they made the, it. Yeah. That's yeah. very possible. It's got those drums. Great song. Ordinary World. Like that one? That was really good. Yeah, that was the 90s comeback song, which is great. Save a Prayer. Save a Prayer for me now. Yeah, that's good. Her name, of course, is Rio. Yeah, she dances some, on the sand. Some would say that's their best. I don't they know. would, but uh, you know what? I, uh, I like the other ones better. Hungry Like a Wolf. Some might yeah, say that's their best. that might be my favorite. That might be. Hungry they, Like a Wolf. They got girls on film. You know what my <laughs> least favorite is, obviously. What's that? It's coming up. I'm, I'm assuming Coyote? it's coming up. Well, uh, oh, of course I do. Yes, we'll get to <laughs> Wild it. Boys. Wild uh, Boys. We're not there yet. That's okay. number 12. Uh, Hungry Like the Wolf, of course, we just uh, discussed. Yeah. Uh, girls on film, which some it's could argue pretty is good. Their, yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, Planet Earth, great song. Oh, yeah. Union of the Snake. Yeah. The Union. Uh, New Moon on Monday. New moon then you'll get scared. Monday. Wild Boys. Wild Boys. <laughs> and then Notorious. Notorious. I don't want your love. I don't. I, I won't be able to there, do it. There is a there is a thing about those songs where they're all kind of the same. <laughs> well, there's like five or six of them that are kind of the same. Song. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. All she wants is, which is falls under the electric Barbarella, serious skin trade, come undone, which skin trade's good. The other comeback one. And then yeah, where's like, the one that I? That's had? my. Favorite oh, it's called there's... Careless Memory. Well, I'm sorry, Garen. Come undone's my favorite. Come undone. That's number fifteen on this list. Well, uh, that's just a track listing. No, no, this is, this is ranking. <laughs> I don't think that you think it's, they put them in order of their favorite. I think they did just yeah. to get back at Garen. <laughs> yeah, I think I might like Come Undone bit better than Ordinary World. I can't uh, pull that. Uh, how does it go? Then you come undone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think Garen's right actually. Yeah, this is a great song. Uh, all right, so that's and right. a little better than Ordinary World. They're both really good. I don't know if it is for me. For me, it is. But uh, the, you know, that's what makes music go right. And then that one I was speaking of was called Careless Memories. Hmm. Uh, and I said memories in the way that they say it in the song. I'm not a weirdo that doesn't know how to say that word. <laughs> uh, I had never. Here's the truth. I thought that song was just average until I saw them in concert, and they did a version um, that reminded me how great that song is. And um, I can't get over the fact that they, they I'm sure they heard the Wham song, right? <laughs> they know about Careless Whispers. Yeah. They're like, we're going to just go yeah, with this another about, This is about a memory. Thing. This is about a memory. It's also Careless. Is it a sequel? Uh, it's, does it take place no. in the Careless verse? No. That, <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, here's a, I have a single on, on my phone called All You Need Is Now. I chose to, at one point, I guess, just download that one. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Is that from that last album? That was actually? 2010. Oh. Was that last time called? It had like a tiger on it or something. Paper, oh, that, 
Paper Tigers? Paper Tigers. That's when we met them. That's yeah. when we stood in line to meet them, like, uh, like girls. 14-year-old girls <laughs> in, the, in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, there we go. Welcome to Duran Duran Talk, and uh, we appreciate you guys uh, sitting through that. But I, I imagine a lot of people will, uh, will be on the World Wide Web discussing what their favorite Duran Duran song, if they even have one. There's going to be the the guy that says, no, it's this obscure thing that uh, no one's heard of. There's that always that guy. Oh, there is always that guy. And then guy. there's going to... You guys, you're ignoring boot camp. <laughs> I, I don't know bouquet, but it's the B side too. Okay, I did. I remember. Yes, then I am ignoring it. I don't know why. It was, might have been when I was still on social media, and I saw like a tweet about it. But like they, Duran Duran played some song that they hadn't played in twenty three years in concert in Europe. And people and fans were losing their minds. Like, oh, they played it. And it's like some bullshit you've never heard of right. before. It's like, okay, well, congratulations for knowing that that's special that they played. But that. if you're a fan, I've said this about Chicago many, many times over here because I've seen them so often. When they pull out a, a gem like that, yeah. yes, the audience goes to the bathroom. Right. But, for, I, but I would be the guy on social media going, I can't believe they pulled out yeah. State of the Union. I guess, I guess, like, I'm trying to think of like a. There's the Beastie Boys, maybe the only band where I know like every song, and and if they played one that they don't that they wouldn't have normally played, I would get excited for it. Uh, yeah, okay, so I guess I'd be that guy in that situation. You would because it, it's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting that they chose to go off track from what they've mm-hmm. been doing on the reg to use uh, the parlance of our friend. Uh, I was thinking about April Richardson yesterday. I hope. Uh, I sent her a text message. I don't know how it works getting all the way over to England. I don't know if it gets intercepted over It takes over a little the longer. Ocean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, she has not responded yet. I imagine that there is some sort of a, a you know, 48-hour time delay going on between yeah. here and London. I don't know what the time difference is. I think it's 48 hours. Sure. I think it is. I'm not sure. The last I heard is that she was just obsessed with this fox that was living in her backyard. Oh, that's right. That is the... Uh, <laughs> so if she's not responding, it may be because she's caught up watching that fox. Or even worse. Eaten? Maybe. I think she may have been eaten by the oh, fox. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, boy. What did the fox say, though? I don't know. I know it was on the run. <laughs> There's a lot going on with that fox. Crazy. Like a fox, right, Just like it. Look at Karen over there. Do you think anyone caught that fox? Maybe Steve Carell or Mark Ruffalo? I don't know what that is. Oh, ah, <laughs> wait, Fox no. Catcher. Is that what that was called? Yeah, it was. It's called Foxcatcher. Absolutely. Why? Yes. Well, just before we get totally too far away from Duran Duran, I have a very small story. When I was in junior high school, I worked in the in the office at the uh, at the junior high school. And at the as end, a junior high student, as a you student, yeah, I just it was like part of. Uh, community service or whatever it was. What did you do wrong for community service? <laughs> no, 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 the, murder somebody and get off easy? No, no, this is the other way around. I was trying to get you were into... trying the, to murder somebody? <laughs> yes, exactly. No, I was trying to get like some kind of award or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, Brown knows that. A little bit. <laughs> no, that's, that's 100%. 100%. <laughs> All right. Um, so at the end of the year, the lost and found, You, if nobody claimed things, you could you could take something. Somebody had lost a um, uh, uh, Sony Walkman. Whoa. And they... They never came and picked it up. Doesn't that seem like something you'd notice missing? I, well, I would. Kids. Oh, yeah. Rich, yeah rich no, kids. that's true. This is Palisade. So. Oh, then fuck you and fuck them and fuck Sony. <laughs> well, but I, I couldn't. Uh, my parents weren't going to buy me one. But um, they, in, were, they were not. They were not. But in the machine. Because let's just be clear. Yeah. Because of your age. Because by the end of the 80s, Walkmans cost $30. But yeah. you're talking about the oh, early. Oh, yeah. This would have been like a $300 crazy. in the, in yeah. the 1980 three i guess or yeah. whatever so um so uh in the reason i brought this up the tape in the walkman was duran duran and i it was the one whatever the one that's i think the first track is uh, girls on film hmm. 
Yeah. And so I think that just Duran Duran, right? Is that, yeah. Is that their first or second album or something? I know it's earlier than I was aware of them because I only heard that on the greatest hits later. So I I had never been exposed to them before. And all I remember was first thing was it had like, I guess it had Dolby noise reduction or something. So I don't know if you remember, but it would go like to communicate with the machine to let it know, which I found that, oh, it just gave me chills just even doing it right now. And, and then the, the audio was so pristine and their production was so pristine. Like that's one of the things I think about Duran Duran is like everything was so clean and specific. And to say that from a cassette tape. Yeah. Cassette tapes uh, were not good. Yeah. Yeah. But well, like uh, the noise reduction or whatever, but yeah. And so anyway, this, when we just talked about it, I remembered. It's a nice memory. It's like, if I may, a careless memory. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I carelessly threw it out into the podcast. No, that person carelessly lost their Sony Walkman. That's also true. And it's a memory on your part that you got to, so you took it. Yeah. They, nobody claimed did it. you then wear it around your parents to show off? Because no, because you won't buy I, this for me. I, I hid it. <laughs> Why did you hide it? Because I was afraid that they would. It was be a whole conversation. They about, would either think you stole it or that. You, yeah. How did you get the money to buy that? Yeah. What's and going then they would talk to the school and who knows what problems that might cause. I just didn't want to bother with that. So. Well, it wouldn't cause any problems. But the lost and found. He. Uh, I know. All right. This well, is my father. I understand that. <laughs> right. I understand. Before, you. I understand. Uh, well, that sounds like a wonderful memory. Garen, you got a memory about Walkman? <laughs> I had one. Yeah. And uh, I'm over I here, Garen. <laughs> I think he's about to accuse me of stealing. Oh, okay. I have one. I had one, and it was a fa- one of those fancy ones that could record. Oh, neat. Which I never used. No, nobody did, right? Yeah. <laughs> what, what am I going to record with a Walkman? I guess I could do the talk into it, whatever but that's yeah, yeah that's how recording works is that but is that what you would use it for to record like speeches and i guess you would right for uh, lectures and stuff like that at this at possibly i didn't school. do any of that stuff or just do little skits perhaps sure you could do skits or sing you could sing along to the radio yeah, these are all reasons to record yourself. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> these are things that I've done in my youth. I think there's things we've all done in our, yeah. with the exception apparently of Garen, he was, uh, got away from that record button. Yeah. He was afraid of it. He had one and he failed the to way use that it. Matt was afraid of the song Wild Boys. <laughs> <laughs> right? We all had fears. We all have fears. It's got a sinister tone to it, you guys. <laughs> was that Coyote singing that as it came towards you? Is that why it frightened Ooh. you so? I, I, he, was, he had the vibe of that song in him, yeah. I mean, he is wild, so. Wild Boys! And I don't know if it was a boy or a girl, but I have to assume it was a boy. It was a boy. The way it was uh, eyeballing you, there's no question <laughs> that thing was on the... Well, he was... Uh, he wanted my pizza. Mm. Where was the pizza from again? That really good place that used to be next to the UCB. I don't. Maybe it's still there. I don't think it is there. It is not there, but that was good. What was that place called? Uh, yeah, yeah. I really liked that pizza. Yeah, that was a good pizza. Worth running away from a, fo- a coyote for. <laughs> <laughs> well, your wife lost her leg, but you're okay. <laughs> That's fine. You're going to be just fine. Yeah. Uh, all right, it's time for Emmy recap. Anybody watch the Emmys last night? Anybody watch watched the uh, Emmy Awards? I watched as much as I could. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think I got uh, the... I, I didn't get to the drama section of the... Oh, I see. I thought you meant the drama of something went <laughs> No, down. no. I, I just mean like I saw the like, you know, the the comedy awards, the the uh, miniseries awards, the variety awards, and then I bowed out. So, uh, but I, I, I think actually... Then you I, missed some fireworks, man. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did actually because we were watching it on delay I, when I turned it on it was the the end was live and so I saw what I thought I saw was that Game of Thrones won uh, best drama which it turns out is, is what I saw but then Elise was like oh um, 
oh, Succession won. I was like, what? I just saw David Benioff. And she was like, yeah, they produced that too. I was like, oh, okay. And and I was like, oh, right, because there's the guy from Succession. So I was like, I guess she's right. And then later she was like, oh, no, no, it was Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Uh, which is to me mind-boggling that the uh, show would win but by by all accounts the uh, uh, the last season was not so hot right I, was this a almost like a lifetime achievement award sort of I, thing? I think i have to assume there's a little bit of that happening and then also from a technical perspective there's never been anything like this season of mm-hmm. game of thrones even the whole show was groundbreaking for its expense and and scope but the last season especially <laughs> was it was basically six big budget action movies or, or fantasy right. movies uh, rolled out over you know, a series of weeks or whatever. So like that's noteworthy. And, and I, at least now we're talking about it this morning. I do feel like don't hold it against the small number of writers that they like a thousands of people did incredible work to make that season. So good for them. The, the, the writers were the ones that, that were, didn't do their job. They let you down. I think so, but the, the, you know, some people didn't feel that way. Some people liked it more than I did. I don't know. It's uh, I I thought it really fell off, really when they started going past the books as the source material because the books had more complexity to them. And when they were adapting the books, it was interesting and and complex and layered. And then when they hit that point, we're like, well, we have the outlines of the books that are going to be written, but we don't have anything else. It started to feel very, um, like on rails and and like they were just like hitting marks like okay and then this happens and this happens and and it's the pace sped up crazily and so I, yeah but uh but i also in terms of the emmys once i saw Maya rudolph and ike barinholtz i was like i can go to bed now that's there's nothing gonna be funnier than that thing it was very funny yeah i really like that very funny huh you did not find it funny i found part of it funny I don't disagree with you, Garen. I felt I thought it started strong, then got uh, like, why is this still happening? And then finished strong with the names. Yeah, and then well, the Ted, the Ted dancing part was the funny. And Maya Rudolph was selling it great because she was doing yeah. it more seriously than yeah. Ike was. And yeah. I, I like Ike Bernholz. I just thought he was too silly. Like it wasn't. I liked the contrast of how they both chose a different path to it. Yes. <laughs> it's funny to me it was in kind both of ways. A mess. The whole show was a little rickety. I guess. You thought it was rickety. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, you're not, I mean, the internet is a buzz on how it was unwatchable. Uh, I don't I think don't it was know unwatchable. Go that far, I, but I, I, you know, it moved. It, it, it's the same as, it's always like that. It's always the same. And, and, let, and remember, at the end of the day, it used to just be people walking up to a podium and saying, listing right. the five names, yeah. listing one name, that guy would say, thank you, and you'd move on. It used yeah. to just be that. Now, if it's anything, if it, when it's just that, people are like, ah, this thing's just uh, nothing there. <laughs> nothing going on. There was, oh, the, the, the Ken Jung thing. I was like, this is incredible how much time they're giving this. Like, what a weird thing to be like, okay, so for this one, the pre, you know, like every uh, presenter thing, they like little joke bit or what, maybe not a joke, but just something, something, then here are the nominees. They were like, let's give this guy three times the amount of time that everyone else has yeah. just to do this TikTok gag that nobody cared. Like everyone in the audience was like, yeah, I guess I've heard of TikTok. I don't know. <laughs> it was yeah. like not the audience for it. It doesn't. I don't think it resonates with anyone who does care about TikTok because those people aren't watching. They're not the watching it at all. They don't give a fuck about TV, let alone awards for people who make TV no, at all. It's. Um uh, and it's, it's what, they, what they did with the Oscars too where like all the longer comedy bits were at the front yeah. to make up for the lack of host hey we're going to entertain you early yeah. and then just keep things moving with the exception of Tom Lennon and his uh, non sequiturs throughout 
Yeah, that that was. I like Tom Lennon, and and I like. I think he's funny, but I I don't understand the choice of of like literally while someone's walking up to may, maybe a, the highlight of their career, a winner. Yeah, a winner. Right. Uh, what's and I know they do this at the Oscars in di- in different ways, but to to do to do that style of comedy while some Swedish guy is like having the greatest moment of yeah. his professional life. Right. It's just like, hey, here's something funny about Sweden. They eat raw fish, or I don't know, whatever. It's just some dumb Could bullshit. They hear that? They, no, they couldn't. They but couldn't. but for the home audience, it's like now millions of people are experiencing this. It, it was a little weird. He did say one really funny thing. Which one did you think? The one where he's like any of our future, our past best actress winners yeah. who are enjoying prison or whatever the hell. Yeah, is yeah. That? that was that two weeks will really fly right funny. by. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that was the. And then I also like the Billy Porter one about. You know, uh, you're probably upset with this if you're sitting behind him to his left. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I missed that. Oh, he's got a crazy hat. Yeah. That, that. I, I honestly tuned much of his stuff out because I was, I was kind of bummed by it. It was it was a uh, you don't blame Tom Lennon. You blame no. producers. It yeah. was a huge misstep. Yeah. Um, he did his job. Like I'll say that yeah. he did his job. And I like, you know, I like the state. I like, you know, a lot of stuff he's done. But and if you told me when I was 20, like, hey, what if the state was interrupting the Emmys? I'd be like, great. That sounds like the perfect antidote for what I don't like about the Emmys. But now I'm at a point where I'm like, if you're going to invest the time in watching it, you're you're tacitly acknowledging that you care a little bit about who's who these people deem exceptional in their field. And so don't shit. I mean, like we talk about that with every award show. It's like, what do you with, with hosting or whatever? Like, what do you shit on and what do you treat with the pomp and circumstance that because the whole thing is obviously bullshit. Like when you pull back from it. Yes, it all deserves to be mocked. There's people there's people there's an industry congratulating itself for three hours. Yeah, but it, it, but once you decide to do that, then you have to treat it seriously. Look, and, and with the amount of work that Tom Lennon has done, he wants to be nominated. Like yeah, he wants. Right. He's a working actor that yeah, wants yeah. to be acknowledged. Sure. So. Uh yes, to then go well. I'm going to be the guy mocking it. But like, well, you're not that guy anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's true. And I don't know if anybody is. I don't. You know, I'm, I'm sure somebody is, but you know. Uh, yeah, it seemed like it was a job. I mean, and, and this would have been even more off-putting because at least Tom Lemon, you you give him. I feel like at least I personally give him a little more slack because I'm like, I know him. I know he's a good person ultimately. But uh, but when you like, it felt like a younger man's game almost. Yes. Like, like it needed to be somebody from in their 20s like some somebody from outside coming in and yeah. sort of giving a, an outsider spin that on said it. it should have also been a hey that's a good idea dan but i don't think it works right at a meeting yeah i think uh to your end and my end of you know why are you taking what first of all we not every second needs to be fucking filled mm-hmm. you know we could we could wait the second while a human being walks up there the music's enough yeah um you know or do or do the you know, second time nominated, first time winning. Hey, mm-hmm. first time in the first time nominated. You yeah. know, that stuff's always interesting to me mm-hmm. um, because you go, oh, did that person win before? Oh, thank you for that information. At what point do they realize, because the ratings keep going down for these things, I think, you know, every time I look, they're always like, yeah, this is the lowest rated one for all award shows. At what point do they just go, you know what? People don't actually give a shit about this. Let's start it an hour later and just edit out the walking up parts because that is death. You could just do that. You could just like basically act like the producers could act as their own TiVo basically mm-hmm. and fast forward yeah. through the bullshit. That's it. Like last night's, it didn't take them very long to get up there. It was, there was. No, not usually. Um, they still felt the need to fill that space though. Yeah. But uh, yeah. What do you got? You watch it? 
Uh, I, I, I didn't watch it, but I was just thinking. Topic is this. No, no, I know. I'm on topic. <laughs> so we talk about a time in middle school. When I got <laughs> uh, what if they, <laughs> they should never do this. The suggestion that I'm making. What if they had all the nominees get up first? So they're all on stage waiting to find out who wins. Oh, they did do that once. Yeah, that seems like the worst what thing, like the meanest thing to do. Did, that, did they do that? Or was that the joke that Amy Poehler did where they, all the girls went up there? And held hands. Uh, I think it was the Oscars. No, I know what you're talking about, but it was like it was just for the acting ones. They had everybody staying there for like two, like men and women, right? I think it was the last Oscars. Well, that's horrible. Yeah, that that or, or I, maybe I'm misremembering what I they did. I think they brought people up with with their their casts. Their, their no, their uh, group of people. What's the word for like their elder? Didn't they do something like that where like? Oh, like Jennifer Lawrence would come down with Goldie Hawn. They like chose a a mentor or like someone that they something like like a compatriot, maybe whatever. Something like that happened. Yeah, that sounds familiar too. But I do I distinctly remember a line of people standing there. But I don't know that they literally then announced the winner. I think it was, and then the other four go off in chain. Yeah, no, I think that's (laughs) yeah, they can't do that. But that would save a lot of time. It certainly would save time. Uh, Let's just seat all the nominees on stage. Let's just and have just, a little, just rattle off the names just one no, at a like, time. It, you got the audience. They're all sitting out there. But then everybody who's nominated is sitting kind of like in the round. Like they're they're wrapped around the, behind. Oh, so then, then well, it's then it's a quick jaunt for anybody with their significant other. One presumes. No, fuck them. They have to sit. In the audience. <laughs> <laughs> you sit alone. So what a buddy you're alone. Yeah, I um, I don't know if I care for that. At all. <laughs> I mean, it's a, the other problem is it, it's a lot of people. There's a lot of people nominated. And then what yeah. do you do about like when John Oliver's writing staff wins, right. you're going to have the, the 14 people all up there. That's... I'm not going to. No, oh. I don't want them all up there when they win. <laughs> That's not true. It's always fun to see a Josh Gandelman up there. Yeah, Josh Gandelman and the three other writers that look just like Josh. Oh, there he is. Nope, that's not him. That's not him. Oh, there he is. Oh, no, that's still no. Oh, there he is. Nope, that's not. Uh, Yeah, all right. Well, fun night. Fun night had by all. I got to see the awards, right? Got to see the, the, the stars were out and about. I don't like giving uh, Family Guy or Seth MacFarlane credit, but the, one of the funnier things was the Family Guy bit where they were like, uh, yeah, in the old days it used to be yeah, yeah, Dr. Bill Cosby and Roseanne Barr. And like he was just like, and who will be the Bill Cosby and Roseanne Barr of, the, of tonight? I didn't know, was that at the beginning? I think so, yeah. yeah I did not see that. Yeah, okay. I did not it, was, it was funny. Uh, see that. I do, uh, um, I do like Family Guy from when, I, uh, when I watch it. So that plays into this category, <laughs> this topic that we're discussing at the moment. So you didn't see the uh, the great opening thing where Homer Simpson walked out and then got hit by an asteroid or something? I kind of missed what it was. It, a piano. Oh, was that, yeah, I wasn't really paying attention. I know. I just know that he got flattened and then they, oh, we need a host. And they had a whole bit. Oh, I see. The premise was that Homer that was, he was host the host it, and then, and then he, something happened to him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> It's not even close. Who you, Scooby Doo? That was like a bad. That wasn't even a. That was like if Homer Simpson was, were an owl. <laughs> <laughs> that was like Mr. Bill. That's a. Yeah, that it was, definitely it was closer oh, to Mr. No, Bill. No. Than Boy, that yeah. was a, that was the thing for a while, Mr. Bill. Yeah, that was sure a was. thing for a while. I bet this. I bet you that's still funny if you watch those. I bet you a thousand dollars. It's not. <laughs> Good lord. Good lord. I'm not going to take that bet, but uh... a clay guy getting run over by a car. Oh no. Is I don't I don't know now that we're talking about it maybe I don't know I could be convinced I remember it. loving it when I was we young. all did we were kids sure. yeah sure. as a kid it was hilarious oh no just a, some coked up idiot came up with that idea <laughs> yeah and some other coked up idiot went yeah let's do that uh-huh. oh did you see when Saturday Night Live won uh, when Lauren Michaels was giving this heartfelt speech and Keenan's in the background doing selfies yes 
I, I did not see that part. It, was, it actually was like, because I, I, I like Keenan, but, but I was like, Keenan, pay attention to what's happening. <laughs> he's not just doing a regular speech. He's doing a heartfelt speech about Chris Farley um, and how it that went nowhere. It just, went nowhere. It's just a meandering. God, uh, actually. Well, no, he brought it together. I guess he did. Yeah. That, like, yeah, that's, that's what keeps this show together. It's moments like politics. that. But that said, moments like that, that we had already seen on Adam Sandler's special. So it was bizarre was to take credit for that. He may not know that Adam Sandler already put out a special with that same song in it. You, uh, and also toured with it. Like it was right. a, Yes. Every Adam uh, Sandler fan has seen that. Yes. He saw it prior to that SNL. But it was a nice moment, on, even on SNL. And he, he should have done it there. There's no yeah, question yeah, about it. It's great. It would have been even greater if it had been the debut of that. Yes. Uh, but anyway, you know, you can't turn back time on that. But I do. This ties into something that Garen told me that I've, I'm. Maybe haunted is the wrong word, but I cannot stop thinking about what Garen told me because I can't what did Garen square tell it you? with reality. He and I need to know a source on this or something. Garen told me that uh, he what you heard or there's a rumor that Keenan Thompson is staying on SNL because he's in line to uh, take the reins from Lorne Michaels when Lorne Michaels retires. To I which can I tell said you two things. Okay, one that a hundred percent was not me because I've never heard that. What and two. That was not me. <laughs> Who the hell told me that? I don't know. It sounds like it was Garen. It was a Garen type. <laughs> Who would that be? Probably it was Ryan. Wow. You think it was Ryan? Is he, is he over there? Uh, no, he's not here today. Oh, boy. Uh, Where? He's always over there lurking. Doesn't the day just, we need him. I mean, there, there has to be a hundred people ahead of Keenan Thompson in line for that. Yeah, job. like, what, what, what would you need? Is Keenan Thompson, I guess, is he on, a writer on the show? I don't know. I'm I'm not, I, I, right I, I don't know, but I mean, I gave, yeah, he must be. Right? I mean, he was a producer creator on all that. Um, I mean, he came from that. He was? Was he not? He was 14. <laughs> but wasn't, uh, you think he was, he was Did just. He come up with that? Well, I know he had already been on that other, that sketch show. Maybe he was. Maybe. I have maybe, no, maybe I have no knowledge. Good Burger? Did he have anything to do with the writing of that? Well, I know he likes burgers, so yeah, it's probably I don't, I <laughs> probably don't know his what, idea. I don't know anything. I, well, I don't know anything about this guy's career. But uh, <clears throat> you know, Lauren Michaels obviously is a producer. But does he do any writing over the last thirty years? I it, would say no, he does not. He he just he. No, just but if you're kinda, looking, he's, a, he's the arbiter of yes or no. But if you're looking for someone to take over that job, do you want a a a, a pure performer or do you want a writer producer? I think you want either a writer producer or a producer, even if they're not yeah, a writer. Yes, agree. That's that would be my now, assumption. That's and I I love. Keenan Thompson, yeah. uh, but based on Bring the Funny, I'm not so sure I want that guy being the arbiter <laughs> of what gets on the air. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting. Are you finding anything on that? I don't see anything. Well, maybe Ryan. You know, Ryan's in the comedy album business. Maybe he's got some. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> well, you brought it up. You, you know, seem to believe it. Well, I, well, I thought Garen told me, uh, and I thought that would be fun to mock him publicly for this <laughs> unfounded, <laughs> wild claim. I, uh, I mean, there's got to be. I mean, he he's doing a situation comedy. He's got bring the funny. And so, I just feel like why not stay on there? Yeah, it's not hindering. Well, I go the other way. He's uh, got other things going on. Why is he still going to be on there? Spend some time with your family, sir. OK. You know, he's doing a sitcom all week long and yeah. then he's going to pop in. And, and uh, I, I guess, didn't know he was doing what sitcom is he doing? He's the star of it. It's oh, uh, boy. I, I would think that a teen. I'm sorry. I think that a Tina Fey would be a better would be a more understandable choice for that because she's, she's not not only was she a head writer right. but then she's produced her own stuff since then she's not going to take the job but that is a good uh, that would be the good why good wouldn't she take the show she's in looks really good what's that the one they advertise it's her and John Slattery 
and then a bunch of other people. Oh, I haven't even heard of it. Love. What are we talking about? Another? Modern Love, maybe? A new Tina Fey show. Television program that Tina Fey's starring in? Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, oh. I have not, not seen it. They showed a commercial for it last night. I don't watch commercials, Garen. Who are you talking to? I don't have time for that. <laughs> to answer your question, oh, Elliot, he, she wouldn't take that job because it's not a fun job. It's a good, oh. incredibly grueling job that she has graduated out of having to do for her. Like she, can, <laughs> she can do lots of other things for more money uh, if she cares about money or things that are less taxing on her that are creatively fulfilling. I, that's my assumption. I, don't know. I mean, it just seems like a really, it's like a, a real grind. And like the right, fact and, that Lauren, and thankless. Yeah, kind yeah. of. I mean, I kind of definitely. Like that would be it. When Lauren Michaels is done, that as I'll just. I think like I think done. he maybe wants to get to fifty and then just call it a day. Oh, he's older than fifty. <laughs> no, <laughs> season fifty. <laughs> he's I mean, he's got to be in his seventies. <laughs> he's very old. He didn't see the last night was the first time I was like, oh, he's might be too old now, like for to do to keep doing this. But and, you're saying he's in his forties. No, he's he is. I don't know how old he is. I know that the show is starting its forty fifth season. It's the same age as me. So he was four years old when the show started? <laughs> no, not not saying that at all. I'm so confused by this. No. Because he looks horrible if he he's was, only 49 years old. I mean, he was probably 25 yeah. when the show started. Say that, yeah. Which would make him 60. Wait, wait. 69. Up top. 69? 65. I'm going to say 71. Oh, okay. We're doing yeah, he that. might have been a little older. So, yeah, if in 75, you're saying he was 27. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying he's 71 now. That's all I'm saying. Right. So I'm doing no math. 71 minus 45 is what? Uh, 71, 71 minus 5. Uh-huh. It's 6. Yeah, it's 26. Usually good with 26. math. 26. Probably maybe a birthday. It's going right. to be 27 soon. That's pretty amazing, actually, if that's true. Because I don't put him over over 80, certainly. I put him at 71. He did. Yeah. He doesn't. Like, just, just be real for a second. Like, didn't he seem older than 71 last night? Uh, yes. He is older than 71. Yeah, that's not what I said. <laughs> well, before you say my my thinking is at the time that SNL was created, I can't imagine television the television industry giving a twenty six year old a show. Well, they didn't, as we're learning now. But it, but I do remember the, the he was very young. Let's but say he's thirty. Then. He's got to be at least thirty. So he's seventy five now, seventy six. Yeah, that was seventy four. Seventy four. Okay, so twenty nine. So he was, yeah, he's in his twenties. I mean, that I think it was because at the time it was a low risk thing. They didn't have anything on at eleven thirty yeah. on Saturday, so like, yeah, because we'll they usually let they, this guy do something. They usually go over to uh, local channels, mm-hmm. I suppose, Absolutely. or local content. Mm-hmm. Rerun a movie, midnight mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Now that's eleven thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Started early. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> to have some previews, let people get their popcorn. <laughs> Ready. Uh, I had some popcorn yesterday. I went to see Ad Astra yesterday. Oh, is that good? Ad Astra. Did you see it, Garen? I did not make it to see that one. I saw Hustlers. You saw Hustlers uh, and you thought it was okay. It's fine. Just fine, huh? Yeah. Uh, I very much enjoyed Ad Astra. Cool. Very good much hear. enjoyed Ad Astra. That means to the stars, in case you're curious as to what Ad Astra means. <laughs> cool. I had to look that up after the movie to figure out what that they didn't, oh, they didn't tell you? They didn't tell you. They do not tell you that. That's not fair. That is not information that is given in the movie. I guess so. I thought it was a documentary about Ed Asner. <laughs> <laughs> look out, guys. Ed Asner sounds like it could be Ed Asner if you say it quickly, Garen. <laughs> That's what makes that in the humorous area. Uh, <laughs> Saw it right over here at the uh, Lemley. Went over to the Lemley NoHo. Oh, yeah? Uh, the seats are slightly tilted forward and you're sliding out the whole time? Um, we got there. Uh, our schedule upon arrival uh, was not one that we remembered that they were not reserved seats. 
Oh. And so... When you say uh, we, did the whole family go to this? Uh, this was a family outing. Uh, Danielle well, Oliver. that rated? Is that a PG movie? I think X. <laughs> PG-13? <laughs> Must be PG-13. Yeah. I mean, there's not. There's nothing. I didn't really think about it one way or the other. I just, for some reason, sounded like it's something that Oliver... He liked. asked to see it. He, oh, wow. He said... Uh, and what did he think? Uh, he loved it. Oh, great. He loved it. The, the, uh, so we got there late, and our choices were... Um, this is one of those uh, old style theaters where you, the aisle is in the middle mm-hmm. and then the far uh, the seats on the end are next to a wall. So, you know, that uh, works out great for you because you like being on the aisle. So you get to be in the middle and the aisle. Um, well, you're going to complain about it. Middle like. and the aisle. <laughs> middle, yeah. middle of the theater, but still. Oh, on the aisle. well, no, here's the problem because we, we did not have um, reserved seats. Oh, so and our schedule didn't allow it. Our, 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 our options were the second row. <laughs> Uh, or a where you want to sit uh, way over against the wall. Mm-hmm. And so I, I go to, uh, I get up and Danielle and Oliver were getting popping corn and I had the sweatshirts to block the other two seats. Mm-hmm. And as I was, uh, as I decided, there's no way they're going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to suffer uh, not being on an aisle uh, because nobody's going to want to sit in the second row, mm-hmm. including me for that matter. Yeah. So walking back up, I saw a nice row uh with the seats against the wall and uh i don't like being locked in like that though but so I, I, but so there's a woman there's woman empty seat and then another couple an older woman uh senior citizen mm-hmm. uh, empty seat then two other senior citizens and then the other seats for us to sit in and so i said excuse me that one's taken that's what that woman said to me mm. and i said okay i'm gonna head down there mm. oh okay <laughs> like I mean, as if the, as I'm guessing I was the 400th person to ask her. Yeah. But I wouldn't have chosen that seat if it was the only fucking seat. Like it was <sighs> between these two alta cockers. I don't need to deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, them unwrapper their candies. No, thank you. So then I got I was against the wall uh, right underneath the air conditioner. So as much as I enjoyed, I enjoyed Ed Astra as much as I could uh, trying to avoid frostbite because <laughs> it was my wife, son, and I were freezing. Well, that's part of being in outer space. It's cold out there. Well, it sure is. We were screaming too. And nobody heard us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was. Uh, I very much enjoyed it. I why did you go to the, that theater, by the way? Why did you think it was okay to fucking ask me where I'm going? <laughs> I'm just curious. That seems like here's a why theater to go it, to. It was a it was a double dip, Garen. We. Uh, my son uh, said uh, the other day, and it got in my ear, uh, boy, yeah, it's been a long time since I had a good hot dog. Can we go to Vicious Dog soon? And I said, yeah, you know, maybe this weekend we'll go to Vicious Dog. So then when we discussed going to a movie, I said, why don't we go to that movie theater hmm. so we can see the movie and then go to Vicious good Dog. Good call. That seems like a good, smart decision. Thank you, Gary. Well done. Thank you for asking. Good planning. Uh, <laughs> so that's why we went there, and uh, uh, we enjoyed ourselves. We enjoyed the movie. We enjoyed the um popping corn and then we enjoyed our vicious dogs mm-hmm. um then we went home and watched the emmys and uh they were fine mm-hmm. they we're fine i also saw rambo over the weekend oh, so Ram- did you see it garen i did see it and uh garen please give your review again of, of what you just said uh well i said oof but here's the deal <laughs> i kind of was enjoying it when i watched it and then when i left i immediately felt guilty because it is a trump extravaganza see i i saw you'd say that i i disagree with that i hear where you're coming from We've been seeing these movies forever, where know, you know, where a cartel seems... takes uh, takes somebody hostage. But he's Stallone's a big Trumper guy, also. It yes, just yes. I I, I think you're reading egregious. way too much into it. I think it's maybe I am. this is the movie we've seen a thousand times. Maybe they were always that. Like I, I honestly think uh, you know, in the '80s, some of those movies were a bit on like. 
you know, hyper patriotic. Yeah, they were they were they weren't political necessarily. But if you were to look at any if you're trying to read any politics into them, it was like America has the divine right <laughs> to kill foreign people. Yes, because we are great. Like that's kind of the overarching yeah, message. Of colors don't bleed, buddy. <laughs> you know, I love this country. Salute that flag. Get on the plane and take your seat. American Airlines. <laughs> uh, I hear what you're saying, Garen, but I, I feel like we've seen this movie so often that it's I, unfair I to paint with that brush. Uh, I don't disagree with that. I also don't agree with that other part, which is fine. With what other part, sir? That that there are those movies existed for years, but that we can't paint this one that way because I think we can. I don't. I don't know. I, it, it just well, you seemed... do have to kind of change with the times. One would say, and, and you would you you would hope that you, like, don't, let, you don't have to, but you would hope that someone would. Right? Well, let, let's say let's say it's true that Stallone is a Trump person. If he wasn't a Trump person, though, you would think that he would look back and go, "Oh, hey, those movies. If those were released today, how would they yeah. be seen? Mm-hmm. This is my opportunity to demonstrate that this character." But there was can... just this movie recently, Garen. I think you saw it—the one with the the young girl from uh, Jane the Virgin. Wasn't the mm-hmm. isn't that the same premise where she goes to Mexico and uh, gets held hostage or whatever the hell happens down there? She's needed to save her friend for being part of a drug ring or yeah, but they're not then coming over getting murdered by a white dude. And it's, there's not a, there's basically one, I guess, two good Mexican characters in this movie. And that's it. And they live in America. Well, he's, he's fighting the cartel. He's fighting. I get it, but there's no, there's no positive anything in that movie at all. It's a Rambo movie. <laughs> I understand. You expect cake decorating or something? No, I just don't. Instead of arguing about this, why don't you both just agree that it's a shitty no matter what the politics of it are? Because it seems like that's where you're landing, right? Um, I had to turn away three times because of the graphic violence. Oh, yeah, really? It's wow. pretty. Yeah. Oh, my God. It, I, I really did. It was. Uh, there were times I, I said this and Oliver couldn't stop laughing. There's. It, it was very. I, I do. I liked the Rambo stuff. I like, Garen, to your point of unnecessary killing and such mm-hmm. i like when it's uh, the best way to describe it is when it's home alone like and he i like all that stuff so there was that down in tunnels mm-hmm. that's not i'm not giving anything away that's the premise of the, of the movie and so like somebody would trip a wire and a spiked hammer will come down yes. and take the man's head off love it so they take the head off and then he walks past and goes, <laughs> <laughs> What? The? He's got oh no head. God. The man doesn't have a head, John. John Rambo. Yeah, sure. You know, when he goes, and, it, and not just one more bullet. It's always two more. Like, yeah. Walks past, well, he is a, he, well, I don't know if he still is. It's a bullet been a long manufacturer? Time. No, he was, uh, he was suffering from PTSD originally, right? Oh, well, that, that comes up. They're, 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 he has the memories of that. You right. see the flashbacks. So he's not, uh, he's not well. <laughs> he is not well. He's a guy. I mean, like no amount of death is enough for him to satisfy his. It is um, bloodlust. I to, and then to your point, Garen. I, I I didn't have this this woke guilt that you had <laughs> uh, put upon. Uh, I. Uh, I even though I just said I I looked away three times, um, some of the stuff was laughable. Uh, I was like, yeah, I enjoyed that. You know what? It's not good, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed it. And then on the drive home, I was like, that thing sucked. Like <laughs> yeah. it was one of those oh, where like, uh, yeah, huh. we had. I, I can't even call this a celebrity sighting because a we didn't know he was there, and b 
who I don't know who he is, but the villain. <laughs> I think that's more important than not yeah. knowing him. But the villain of the movie was in the theater with us. Or oh, was he really? Oh, yeah, his shit. whole crew was there. Like all of a sudden, he comes on screen, that's... and the audience just erupts. Oh, it that's... was like a mini premiere. That's pretty cool. Which was very cool. I like that because they're yeah. just working actors. Yeah. yeah, and he was just down there hanging out. That's oh, nice. Watching the movie. Which guy? The Victor. The one with the pony. The, the guy that puts the uh, that that cuts John's face. That fellow. No, the the other one. The other one, huh? The the guy that comes to his farm. I think that's the guy. That's I think we're thinking of the same guy. No, he kills him. This is Rebel who gets cares about spoilers, but he kills him in the bed, and then he throws. Throws <laughs> his head out the window. Yeah. <laughs> He's driving. I think I might like this movie. It is <laughs> like I I loved stupid like violent movies as a kid, or you know whatever as a teenager. Because it's just funny. It's just fun to watch a movie that's so stupid and over the top that you just have to laugh when something like that's why there's so many like Hong Kong movies and and like uh, like Chinese kung fu movies that are just so fun to watch because they're it's, they're insane. You know, mm-hmm. like a guy jumps over four buildings and kicks a guy's head off his shoulders, and it's just like <laughs> that's great. Uh, how that do you not enjoy probably that? Probably deleted scene from this Rambo movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like I, I think my when I first heard they were doing this, I was like, "Oh, there's a, actually a cool opportunity." Like they could have made the movie about like domestic terrorism. They could have made it about separatists, like white guys mm. who are like have compounds, and like maybe Rambo's a guy who was going down that path and realized, "Hey, this is uh, this oh, is Garen, somebody's at the door." This is dang, guest, you know the, guest specific, <laughs> <laughs> not just any old person. Um, oh wait, oh that's weird. My phone did not ring, but then I got a voicemail. How dare you, phone? Uh, I guess I need to get a new phone, guys. That, that pushes it over the edge. I'm gonna get the new iPhone. You're playing with your play <laughs> just because of that. I gotta get a new iPhone. Uh, could it be that it went off and you didn't feel it go off? No, I've you got can. two sources. I mean, if either my wrist goes off or my phone in my pocket, you know, uh, that's, that's true. Uh, anyway, I just thought it, it would be cool if, if Rambo was actually John Rambo was like, hey, um, yes, I'm a veteran and I love this country. But what these guys are doing is wrong. And then he's fighting those guys like that would be fun. I, I, I'm listening to you, by the way. I or, apologize. If it I'll talk to Elliot. All right. What do you think? You, you, <laughs> or you could go the other way and be like uh, Grand Torino and have Rambo be like that guy mm-hmm. who's trying to deal with this different world. And we get a little yeah. bit of like a little bit of understanding but he can't quite get there that, because, well to that yes. end, that, that always was the point of of Rambo was mm-hmm. a guy just trying to fit in into a yeah. world that he doesn't belong anymore feels right. he doesn't right right so this is what Garen was saying about him going Jess McKenna just walked in she had to text me because uh, Matt needs a new cell phone apparently phone's not working we apologize that you had to wait outside oh my very disrespectful really, really do I apologize. hope that Garen treated you uh, nicely he's uh, he's very woke and um <laughs> Uh, let's hope to God that he treated you like a human being because uh, he's very concerned about others at this moment. <laughs> well, all the more reason to treat her like a human being. All right. Well, he treats her like a lady, which he learned from the, the lyrics of that song. Which song? I treat her like a lady. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good. If you're going to learn it from any song. I, I, couldn't pull you the, I couldn't pull the artist, though. Garen, look that up. Treat her like a lady. And then tell me the initial, I want to say, of the band. It's an outfit that did the, uh, that did the song. Like, treat her like a lady. Oh, boy. Is this from the 70s? I want to say 1976. I'm going to guess that you would consider it a TT situation. So it's so the, it's the, the... Yeah. It's not The Temptations. It is The Temptations. Well, it is The Temptations, so I'm probably wrong with 76 then. Mm-hmm. Uh, 76, of course, is a reminder. That's trombones. Trombones, yeah. 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 <laughs> Some of the trombones, like that big parade. Yeah. Um, 
what year did that come out then? 1984. Wow. Whoa. The temptation said, happened. whoa, like it was the most important information <laughs> well, I've ever given. We all did. Life. We all whoa, were surprised to find out the temptations were still active. Yeah, but I was I was in the record business in 84. Yeah. That was my that was my you should prime have, years. You, you should have known a little more accurately when, when that song. I don't out. believe that. That's how much I don't believe that. Are you sure that wasn't like their uh, when they came back with Hall and Oates and they had to do that bullshit album? <laughs> the Temptations album, Truly For You, released 1984. And it's on that, huh? <laughs> Remake, remake of one of their classics from the earlier say 76 that's a fair question I don't uh, if truly for you is the greatest hits I'm kicking you in your fucking hair man that blue hair will have red in it eventually dried brown from being dried I'm gonna kick you John Rambo style you wow. yeah it's, I think the violence of Rambo has my head will all clear off <laughs> your head will did you see Rambo Jess over the weekend? I didn't, sadly. I know as I was getting walked in and I was I was told that if I had seen Rambo, perhaps I would slide in oh, perfectly, but so, so Garen did suggest that's that's actually I'm impressed that he had the the wherewithal to give you that note. Usually he under explains what's happening here and we have to reprimand him. But you told her Rambo's on the table. I always tell them what we're talking about you always <laughs> really do. every yes. guest seems surprised that they're in a room yeah <laughs> so that's the maybe that's the only thing you ever always I'm do like, we're doing the top of the show we're talking blank oh wow usually. do you explain that they're walking into the studio as opposed to into a waiting room of some sort does that ever get explained yeah, come on in jimmy will talk to you he'll probably yell okay. yeah he explained yeah. but even still i had to have him say it again so i was like <laughs> oh i will have a mic but i'm not at the table okay yeah. Yeah, but you did tell me. Do you also mention that there's going to be a camera on them pretty much right away? No, I got no, that in an email. That. that was that part of an electronic mail. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, because I sometimes feel badly that maybe somebody feels like they're ambushed no, by cameras. Oh, that's a, well. To that end, maybe they should be told they are coming into. If I say to that end one more time today, <laughs> somebody kick me in the fucking teeth. I'm not kidding. I want my teeth on the floor if I say it one more time. Now I have a lot of thoughts on that, not on Rambo, but <laughs> about me getting kicked in the teeth. No, the phrase to that end. Uh, well, I don't understand your kind of humor. Thanks for coming, Jess. <laughs> uh, Off to a great start. All right, Jess. Do you, now, when you texted me now, you just called yourself Jess. Was that for time's sake, or do you go by Jess and not Jessica? Um, I go by both pretty equally. I think that, uh, I think in like the podcast and comedy world, I feel like I get introduced as Jess. So I felt like that was going to be more consistent with how you knew me. Jess, that's not how I knew you, actually. I knew you as Jessica. So when you said Jess, I was thrown by it. Did you think, oh, we're pals? She's nicknaming herself. Oh, to I me? would never think that. Not the way you were so rude to me at the improv once. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? You were so rude to me. I came on the show and spoke about it. Are you? No. Oh, my God. Were we on the air when I said that? Uh, <laughs> none of that's true. Uh, all right. Jess, Jess McKenna, I guess, from the podcast world. I know her from outside of podcasting. Jessica McKenna is here. Uh, taking time away from breaking in a song at any given moment, like she does on that podcast of hers. These guys are off bur uh, book, her and Zach Reno. Uh, we, all, we all have the same management, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, Jess and, uh, and Zach and myself. Um, I was against it in the meeting. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you're even consulted. I mean, <laughs> when you've been with the agency as long as I have, the, uh, the, the are, you, are you associate company, manager now? Well, they want to make sure I'm happy. They want to make sure Kindler's happy. They want to make sure Maria's happy. Mm -hmm. And if the three of us veto anybody, that person's not part of the. Uh, wow. I was outvoted two to one. Boy, oh boy. This is awkward. I'm surprised you had her on the show then. 
My manager begged. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I, I, I guarantee he has no idea you're here. I guarantee it. No way. Did you tell him? No. Well, then he doesn't know. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> he'll know Wednesday when this episode drops. Yeah. That's when he'll know. He's more of a manager emeritus. <laughs> he just kind of... That, of course, means to the stars. <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> um, all right. Jess is here. Uh, we'll be back right Hold on. I'm getting a voicemail oh, from hey, the hey, office hey. door. It seems like someone maybe is out there. All right. Well, listen. What's it say? <laughs> Uh, let's Hang see. on, Gary. You might have to go back outside. It might be go. somebody at the door. This let's is important. Let's, let's find out let's who's see here. if there's a message. My voicemail is 98% full. Is it really? Just delete some things. I would. He makes fun of me for deleting. And I was, I was 2% away from being... Okay. That's, uh... It's probably just me standing there, right? <laughs> Yeah, Jess. Yeah. This is you not talking. Yeah, well, I, it was a little it's, hard to hear, and then I was like, re-record. I'm just going to text. Oh, it says re-record? It actually yeah, gives it, you instructions? It was doing one of those things where, like, if you're happy oh, with his it. Mess, uh, his, oh, his message. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Got it. It shouldn't yeah, have gotten yeah. that far. That's the problem. It never should have. I don't know uh, what happened. You, he should have been alerted to it and then buzzed you in with a code. I mean, it was quite all right. Thankfully, the email had very clear instructions. Mm-hmm. So My I, phone number, which you're welcome to use at any time. So I yeah. shot off that quick text. Yeah, it worked out very well. Yeah. Uh, and again, you're, you're, will, you're, you're welcome to use that 24 hours a day. Okay, so great, thank you. You need to text me or call me yeah. for any emergency. You're pushing a little hard on this, Jimmy. It's, I'd, it's, I would like sense. to be Jess's emergency contract. Okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> the only reason that, I brought her in here health today. form is filled out. I'd like to be consulted on things uh, yeah. in the same way that I was consulted about her signing with Omnipop. Mm, sure. <laughs> I'd like to be, Jimmy, I'm about to go in to see uh, the uh, at the ER. Are you at the right? I'm at the Ready? If you need a, a, ride, a ride home, if the uh, quick quick, if Jess McKenna runs out of gas, do you, she should call you first. There's got to be other people on her phone. <laughs> really, got to be other options. No, I think me. that sounds like you're offering. Yeah, but time. I mean, once you get to the J's, I'm I, assuming because some phones, some phones do it that way where they alphabetize it by first name, mm-hmm. and I don't care for that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my phone does it. Uh, I think it decides halfway through that it's doing it wrong, and then goes to last name. Hmm. I think uh-huh. it's I think it's first initial for like A through M, and then. Last initial. You have an iPhone. Information phone, yeah. So you're saying anybody's phone should be the same way as that. Are you saying that it should happen at the I's then and not the J's? I'm saying that it doesn't. I don't know what you're talking about, A and B. I don't. If everyone else who has an iPhone here pulls their phone out to look. I will bore you with why this came up off the air because it's not fair to say on the air. Okay. Uh, not to our listeners, but to a uh, uh, possible upcoming guest on the program. Uh, not today, uh, but another day. Okay. Uh, as to why uh, I uh, this happened, and I found it very confusing. It may have corrected itself as it was happening. It must be a setting or something. Maybe that's a setting you can choose. You can oh. choose to sort by first or last name. But he's saying it switches halfway. Or maybe maybe I hit that setting halfway through or something. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. All I know is that Jess McKenna is here. She's part of that <laughs> off-book podcast. That's on the Airwolf Network. This is not a commercial for Airwolf in any way, shape, or form. Right. Uh, it's certainly not uh, an obligation to have Jess here. We were not desked. Uh, I saw. Je- Here's the truth. I saw Jess McKenna and this Zach Reno. I don't care for um, <laughs> at the world famous improvisation. I told you guys this off the air mm-hmm. when I hosted that Omnipop showcase. Oh, and yeah. You guys were phenomenal. Thank you. Boy, mm-hmm. oh boy, that was bad. that was uh, that was the, uh, maybe the the hardest and most impressive thing. Uh, hardest I've laughed and most impressive in a long time. That's so nice. Thank you so much. It was uh, I did not care for the gentleman. What's his name? <laughs> Zach? Yeah. Boy, I, I really, when I was asked to vote, I was really just saying get rid of the dude. Um, <laughs> they said package dude. It was great. And then who, somebody had to follow you. Guy Branham. Guy had to follow you. And mm-hmm. he did a great job of being like, I am not as uh, joyful as <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Zach and I lean pretty like, it's everything's all right. We're 
uh, we're gonna smile and sing through and he was like don't come to me for that. Yeah, that's uh, not. That's about to not happen. Yeah, <laughs> which was great. He really, he really ma- masterfully handled the transition from like two people singing about a turtle to like <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about like voter suppression. And we were like, yep, good job, yeah. good job taking the crowd. Uh, Guy Branham, of course, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. May or may not be on the David Spade show today, maybe tomorrow. Huh. At some point, I think he's on it this week. Guy Branham, why I know that, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was on last week. See, be, yeah, you're really on top of this. Yeah, you're really show. on that. I know Omnipop what's calendar. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you shared you know on some sort of doc? I, uh, oh, right, as an associate as manager, an associate. you have to get yeah, all the emails. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I got to know where. I believe it. You know, true. I think Maria is on David Spade tonight. I yeah. believe that is a true statement. He was on... Uh, September tenth, uh, right? Week. Oh God, boy, probably at a, right on the eve. Probably on the eve, huh? Probably the exciting. Uh, what's going to happen tomorrow? Show. Didn't know if you could go to sleep for the next day, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I mean, do you sleep on September tenth? I don't because that's a big day. The next I'm day. very excited for for whatever I find underneath my towers. <laughs> oh no, I couldn't, almost couldn't get it out. Jess, I don't know anything about you. Were you born at nine <laughs> eleven? Yes. Oh man, that was really you. Really immediately were so destroyed by your own thought. <laughs> yeah, that was yep. fun to watch. Um, Wow. You were just a child, though, right? I was a freshman in high school. Oh, older than I thought. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not 100% sure where I'm going. Um, uh, All right, well, Guy Branham is here. uh, You thought she was, what, 20 years old? You thought she was born on 9-11? When was 9-11? It was the 11th. Of, of September uh, uh, of nine, <laughs> and then about of 2001. 2001. So that was eighteen yeah. years ago. That was eighteen. Yeah. Why would I think she's twenty-two years old? I mean, I, uh, I don't know. Youthful glow. I mean, it's all that. Of course, it's all yeah. that. That you, you look hip right. knowledge. Sure. Yeah, I know you're, you're on the TikTok, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually asked like a very like savvy savvy friend who's like younger than me. I was like, do I need to get it? And she was like, no. I was like, thank you. Honestly, feel <laughs> released from this pressure. Uh, from getting TikTok. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't think you need it. No, I was I like, didn't. okay, great. I'm uh-huh. just going to keep keep my socials at a min. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. See? <laughs> Never hated a sentence more in my entire life. <laughs> but see that sentence? Could have thought I was 22. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> I should have been on TikTok. I should have been avoiding that on some platform. Uh, all right. Jess McKenna is here. We're thrilled. She's taking time away from Off Book, uh, which is a great podcast where, where they, uh, if I'm not mistaken, somebody tells a story, then you guys build a musical around it. Uh, right? Am I accurate? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It? Okay. Uh, all right. We'll be back. Bye. Matt, here's the thing. Uh, most of your luggage companies, they, they think everybody likes one style. Yeah. You understand? That's ridiculous. Well, the way knows everyone has a different travel style. If everybody had the same luggage, then how would you tell it apart at the well, carriage? Well, you wouldn't, or you just use uh, the um, oh, okay, luggage tags, ribbons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that you bring up a point though, ribbons. You don't want to add all that nonsense. Nah. Ribbons, safety belts, all these nonsense. I don't, I don't like that look. Mine's the one with the leather belt written around it. Written around it. <laughs> Wrapped around. Wrapped around. Wrapped up tight. Dynamite. Um, Away knows how to do this. They have a carry-on in an array of colors. They got two sizes, two materials, a strong yet flexible polycarbonate, and an anodized aluminum. Hmm. Uh, that's, that's a tongue twister. You go ahead and say that five times fast. A strong yet flexible polycarbonate and an anodized aluminum. I'm not going to. All right. <laughs> well, no off the air. I'm going to insist you do it. Okay. Well, if I had it in front of me, go ahead. Give it to me. Go ahead. Uh, five, five times fast. Uh, where am I? Right here. Mm-hmm. Strong yet flexible polycarbonate and an anodized aluminum. I couldn't do it. See what I mean? <laughs> it's tough to do. 
Ah, uh, see, you even lost your oh voice God. because of it. I'm falling apart completely. That really rocked me to my core. Uh, listen, they are designed to last a lifetime. If any part of your suitcase breaks, Away has standout customer service that will arrange to have it fixed or replaced ASAP. That means as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And thanks to their 100-day trial on everything Away makes, take it on the road, live with it, Hold travel on. with it. I'm sorry to interrupt. I think it's I think it stands for as soon as polycarbonate. <laughs> ASAP. Oh, do you think it's aluminum sap <laughs> and polycarbonate? Anodized polycarbonate. We're now we're mixing the things. Yeah, now it's. Uh, I. You know what? I think I was right. It's as soon as possible. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I was. I was hoping that. It, uh... Nope. I. I think I got it right. Okay. I. I mean, I'm willing to talk about it after. After I'm done with this, but I. I'm gonna go. Up. If I could pronounce that other thing five times, will you admit that it could be possibly as soon as polycarbonate? No, I'm really standing behind as soon as possible. <laughs> okay. I really am. <laughs> Uh, mainly because I know you can't do that. (laughs) Uh, Hey, uh, if you decide that your luggage after 100 days is not for you, return it. Uh, If it's non-personalized, they do offer a personalization Hmm. uh, feature. But if you did not personalize your item, you're going to get a full refund. No ifs, ands, or buts, or asterisks. You want to see it for yourself? Well, Shop Away has some stores now. they got New York, Austin, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Boston, Chicago, London. Um I've spoken over and over about how much we love the away luggage uh, that uh, young Oliver uses it. Yeah. And uh, when uh, you and I are going and doing a Never Not Funny live event and I don't need my full carry on, I take his away mm-hmm. and I love it. Great overnight case. It's a perfect overnight. It's a, it's a perfect for a, for a young boy like Oliver. It's perfect for a week long vacation for an adult. Yep. Right. An overnighter. Overnighter. That's yep. exactly right. Um, Maybe a weekender. In a warm climate? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, Matt. <laughs> Shorts and t-shirts? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can't put you know, five sweaters in there. But but Jimmy, uh, I'd like a discount. You got it, buddy. Huh. Get 20 bucks off a suitcase by going to awaytravel.com slash Pardo. Then use the promo code Pardo during checkout. That is A-W-A-Y-T-R-A-V-E-L.com slash Pardo. And then use the promo code Pardo. You're going to get 20 bucks off a suitcase. Awaytravel.com slash Pardo. Because getting away means getting more out of every trip to come. Away luggage. It's a better way to pack as soon as polycarbonate. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Episode 2507. Jess McKenna is here. She's a co-host of that, uh, something in my ear, I apologize, of the uh, Off Book uh, podcast. It's over there on uh, Earwolf. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the episode, Jess, and I will never be able to pull the gentleman's name. And I, I, I'm hoping I'm going to get the story at least close enough where maybe he stole a car. He bought a car. Oh. Stole a car. Oh. Bought a car. Bought a car, stole a car. <laughs> um, and uh, is there a lot of like Jeep talk? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, Drew Tarver. Drew Tarver. Yeah. And he bought a car. I think he bought a car. He was like going to buy a Jeep on eBay or something. Yeah, that was it. That's yeah. exactly it. Well, I, that was a great episode. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I did not know that gentleman. And mm-hmm. uh, and I enjoyed that episode. Oh, Drew Tarver's very funny. Yeah. And do you know, uh, listen, admittedly, I don't listen to uh, a lot of podcasts. So tell me more about this and people that don't know anything about it. Uh, do the guests sing as well? Mm-hmm. So we bring in uh, like an actor, comedian. Sometimes, sometimes we've had a couple people who are more from like the Broadway world but mostly it's like 
you know, improvisers and comedians and people like that come in and we have an organic conversation. And when we feel like we've landed on something interesting, our pianist, usually Scott Passarella, uh, we'll start playing and then we sort of narrate the transition. We go now too and then we're off to the he race. He makes it. Scott makes the call yeah. on when he's heard enough of this story. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, let's start, let's like live in this world. He'll start playing and then we'll get going into like a 40 minute narrative musical and the guest will be, you know, part of it. We all play multiple characters and we have like a wide variety of guests who are like, yep, I'm here for this, I'm ready. And guests who hang back a little bit more, everything in between, guests who like get really involved um, in the improv, but maybe like hang back when it comes to singing or mm. or part of the fun is like also hearing someone who is really just going for it. <laughs> There's like a vulnerability in singing, so. Right. Um, and does Scott sing as well? No, I mean he does in life, not on the show. Not on the program, you, yeah. you, you on your business, play those keys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why don't I remember uh, this Drew Tarver singing? I guess he does on there, right? Yeah, I think he does. All right. Um, Beautiful voice, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Gorgeous, like an angel. Like memorable. <laughs> <laughs> like an angel. Um, and they can, again, that's on the Airwolf, and they could, uh, lots of episodes. What, about a year and a half you've been doing this now? Two years, yeah, a little two over years. two years, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, over like a hundred musicals wow, you crazy. could listen to. Wow. Yeah. Weird. I guess that, that would be over a hundred, right? Two years is like 50 a year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. People ask us, oh, do you repeat stuff? And we're like, certainly. But also, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's yeah. when Jimmy was asking about the car thing. I was like, I don't remember what we talked about last week. I don't know why you would. I mean, maybe it's a little more memorable because it's like a, you built well, like, the whole song around. Here's, here's because I, I, again, did not. The number 100 threw me, even though I knew how long they'd been doing the show. Yeah. So I assume when I mentioned the car one, they would go, yes, that's episode right. 12. Where we <laughs> right. discussed that. 12 of 14. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That's how dumb he thought because I'm not a smart man. Uh, and it's you and this Zach. How did you and Zach Reno meet? Uh, we met at UCB oh. out here. Um, we were in a practice group, like a self-formed group, and that sometimes freestyle rapped. Uh, very cool. Um, <laughs> and as uh, so he and I became like official performers at the theater, we kind of would we wrote like musical sketch together to be in like bit shows and things like that. And it kind of just snowballed from there. That was, you know, years ago. We So we wrote together and we wrote a lot of like one-off songs that we would call in favors and shoot like a little music video of. Um, and then we started doing more and more musical improv. The big turning point was in 2014, we both went to Edinburgh Fringe with Baby Wants Candy, which is like the grandfather of all musical improv, basically. This group that started in Chicago in the late 90s and now has like groups in New York and LA as well. We went with them uh, to Fringe and did like a month of improvising musicals. And then we came back and as I started getting more in like the podcast world, Earwolf was like, do you want to do a pilot here? And I was like, it's me and Zach making up a musical. Oh, great. Yeah. Good for you for saying that's what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, right? And so it worked don't out. Don't leave Zach outside. No, I mean, he's not here now, but <laughs> he's I, outside. I made my opinion very clear <laughs> about Mr. Reno. He's not welcome on this program at any time. No. Um, right, and most shows don't want him, right? They, they, want your, they enjoy your company. Well, he's not good. Uh, oh. Oh, of course, for humor. Um, oh, for humor, for humor. Uh, well, wonderful. All right, let me check in with these guys. Let's go around the horn. We check in with the uh, Pop Culture Beats Info Desk, sponsored by dogpile.com. That's Garen Cockrell. Uh, Garen, what, uh, other than seeing the Rambo and, uh, and you saw something else? Oh, the Hustlers? Uh, what else have you turn your microphone on, sir? Hustlers. What else happened over the weekend uh, in your life? Anything of import? No. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. No. Oh, I watched the Between Two Ferns movie too. You did watch that, yeah. yeah it's very funny. You enjoyed it, yeah. yeah Zach's yeah. great. 
can't get it off his act. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as I mentioned on the program, I saw I was at a screening of that mm-hmm. a few months ago. Very much enjoyed it. But it's now available on Netflix yeah. for the world to enjoy. Have you seen it, Jess? Not yet. Well, it's on Netflix. Do you have Netflix? It's a streaming platform. Um, Yeah, I got that one. Yeah, I got to see it. Mm-hmm. I got to stream it. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. I'm looking forward to it, but I just haven't had a chance. All right. <laughs> Mostly this weekend, I had to watch the Great British Baking Show. So. Oh, wait, is the new season out? Yeah, and it's oh. airing, It's airing like, um, instead of all of them being out, it's an episode at a time. Like, oh. it's airing as it is in England. Oh, my God. Wait, what channel? On Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. But, but instead going, of like, oh, that's great. Instead of all yes. ten episodes, because I always hated not being able to look on the internet because like you would find out who already won, and so you'd have to be like, okay, I can't just, I can't Google Great British Bake Off for any reason. Like, what's that person's name? Oh shit, they won. Right. Yes. Now you right. don't have to worry about that. Awesome. Um, I am having the. I had the same problem with the Ink Master last week, uh, where somebody was on and it was like, oh, that person, blah blah blah. I'm not going to bore anybody. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to look that up. And then as I looked it up. They gave away the winner that week. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. You idiot. Use your head. <laughs> I yelled at myself. <laughs> and then still watch the rest of the episode. And by the way, right now, if you ask me who uh, who got eliminated last week, I couldn't tell you. Like, I cannot remember you, at yeah. all. Well, you you had two chances to learn it. <laughs> the, the time you Googled <laughs> the time it. And I ruined it, it. And then when I watched it. Uh, I can't. I, I can't even remember if it was a man or a woman. It's a man. Got it. Is this is it early in the season? No, we're uh, they're about to. As a, Jess, I love the show Ink Master. That's great. Is it a uh, tattoo competition? It's a tattoo competition. Okay. So you're seeing beautiful artists uh, doing beautiful work, and um, uh, the show is phenomenal. But their live finale is the worst two hours in the history of television <laughs> every year. They take a perfect show and they go out of their way to ruin the thing, and that is tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I'm all planned, uh, planning to be disappointed in the production values. Uh, a lot of anger comes out. A lot of that tattoo. World of, yeah, we're all fucking tough. Man. Oh. Tattoos. You know, Dave Navarro swings down from nipple clamps. I mean, there's a lot of. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Huh. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unwatchable. The finale. You're gonna. The Great British Bake Off is the perfect antidote for this. Yeah. They run over and help each other. They cry because they're just gonna miss the people. It's the. It's all positive energy. It's the it's best yeah. show. Now that said, this season of Ink Master was that. That's it, great. They finally had a group of people that it wasn't about. I'm gonna put you in your fucking play. Fuck you and all this yelling <laughs> back. What you're guys? You're doing art. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. Uh, Who made the more beautiful, you know, piece of of sleeve <laughs> yeah do you, I, I don't think you have to make it even say like why is it competition i know for the show but art should not be competitive it's just hey i did something great you did something great oh, that's the last oh. comic standing oh my god and then that guy kind of looks like the chunk from goonies so maybe that one isn't as good <laughs> yeah well there, there are problems with that sometimes yeah. and i would hate to be the as there were not mine the canvas right who needs to then walk around with oh who's that well that's my daughter oh and it doesn't look like the that's, daughter yeah. Ooh. Yeah, then you're, all you're thinking about walking out is like, well, I guess I'm going to get a cover-up. <laughs> I wonder if someone's working on the technology of like making a... Uh, a, a, a Tattoo jet printer? No. <laughs> well, that would be cool, too. No, like a synthetic material that acts like human skin so you could practice oh. tattooing on it without oh. actually doing it on a person. You know what? If, even if they don't have that, they could... like. There's people who are trying to make replacement skin they could probably just take like the rejects mm-hmm. and just give them to tattoo parlor i to have work a feeling on. by the way that they do it on um pigs 
pigs. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That, was good. that is pretty close I, analog. I think they do. I wow. think they do. I also like envisioning a world where like we have a massive breakthrough for synthetic skin and it's like a solve for burn victims. We're like, sorry, first stop, Ink Master. <laughs> to to tattoo Ink skills. <laughs> Look, where's the, this is the capitalist society. We have to go where the money is. People love tattoos. They want good work done. They don't do want people any... love tattoos? <laughs> yeah. I think Everywhere there's, you go. There's some crazy stat that like 50% of adults have them now. That's like, half. Yeah, like something really <laughs> something really high. Do you oh, have any, Jess? No, no. Would you ever see yourself getting one? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So it sounds like you already even have a thing picked out. Well, I really like them in theory, and I've had a couple times where I was really trying to push for like a group tattoo. Like, <laughs> hey, my closest friends from college, this is our friend's bachelorette party. Let's all get this tattoo, small inconspicuous on our butts and didn't get the support that I needed so it didn't happen um, other than that like if I think of oh I think that could be cool I make myself think about it for a year and I've yet to have anything interesting achieve that yeah a year later you'll go yes let's do it yeah so I have one right now that I'm kind of kicking around that I'm like if I like this in a year I might get it when did you start thinking about it a week ago all right so you got 51, 51 more, more weeks start the clock yeah can you tell us what the idea is yeah sure um I was recently in Dublin um it was the last stop of doing uh some live off book shows and I did a day trip to Belfast and the Giants Causeway um because my dad was born in Belfast and uh, the Giants Causeway is this natural phenomenon where like lava met the ocean and they make these like hexagon mm. pillars. Mm. Uh, it looks crazy and really cool. And I got this pin there, like a pewter pin that is like three hexagons together that I really liked the look of. Mm. And I, there are three kids in my family. Oh my God, it's like, so, it's like a home run. Yeah. If, everything about like it. Like a simple geometric tattoo that I could yeah. get really small. It, it's like this place, but also connected to my family. Mm-hmm. But this is a no brainer. You think I, yes? I'd like to see you uh, get it today. Today? Gary, get your equipment. <laughs> Hear me out. Maybe they're looking for a new canvas for this finale of Ink Master. <laughs> but three simple shapes can't be complex enough, it's right? Probably not going to be a yeah. finale. That might be the, uh, sometimes they have these uh, flash challenges yeah. at the beginning yeah. where they do a, well, you have two hours to do this tattoo. Usually you get six hours. Oh, I would love to be an act one reality show <laughs> tattoo canvas. That sounds like. Yeah. That's you. That's, that's me. That's Before you. the first commercial break, I'd like it here on the side of my ribs. We're all you really do all we ever see is just that we just see yeah. your, your butt covered up and then somebody going <laughs> and it's then done. and boring you to tears about the competition which is what these they go yeah so anyway we're here and then nobody thinks i'm going to make it to the finals i just imagine that canvas going out oh, give a shit do your yeah. art yeah <laughs> just do it give me headphones Stop yeah talking to me truly and don't say that you're going to fail at this game when you're about to do a tattoo <laughs> yes yes now they yes. get to they, that's free right they don't have to pay for that that is correct you sign up like uh, they yeah. show you know if you if you are looking to get a tattoo in an interesting spot mm-hmm. uh, you know contact us mm-hmm. and um, you know you might be chosen <laughs> to get a to save seventy nine dollars <laughs> yeah like something small yeah. like that would be really right yeah, that yeah. Much. I would just want to pay for it. I forget what uh, mine cost. I don't... Uh, you got a tap? I got two, Jess. Cool. After my son was born, I had, uh, I'll call it a midlife crisis, and <laughs> said, I uh, I got to do something crazy. You know, instead of quitting my day job and doing comedy, <laughs> that wasn't crazy enough. I uh, I got a tattoo here and a tattoo there. Um, tattoo, one is of a shark and one is of an anchor, because I know the second you walked in, well, why won't this guy shut up about the sea? <laughs> <laughs> This is the first thing people know about Jimmy. I mean, if you've ever seen his stand-up. Classic seafarer. There he is. Oh, here comes the captain. What kind of shark? Um, I would imagine it's great white. Oh, you'd imagine? You don't know? Oh, yeah. It's just a generic shark. Oh, wow. 
That's cool. Well, you're kind. Um, and then I, the, I'll show you the anchor. The anchor's over there. Ooh, that's, the, that's, that's not anchor. what I was picturing at all. No, neither was it uh, my wife when I came home and said, why did that take five hours? Uh, um, what, is the, what does it say on there? It the... says Oliver, my son's oh, name. Oh, great. Uh, and then the second one is empty because uh, that was where the second child was going to be. And we decided not to have one. <laughs> and I didn't think of anything to put. Should in you put like freedom or more savings or <laughs> more savings? I like more savings. College more fund. trips. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to put there Beach without house. it looking weird to my son. What about Danielle? Well, then what if happens when she wises up and leaves me? And I <laughs> ask Johnny Depp. Wine forever. I don't want to cover up. <laughs> so, whatever, whatever yeah. you do. Is that what he did? Remember, yeah. Johnny Depp had the tattoo that said Winona forever. Yeah. And now it just says. Wino. Forever. I think it says Wino it says forever. Wino. Yeah. yeah. That guy's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like he probably smells bad. I'm not sure about that. He, he looks like he smells like a lot yeah. of expensive oils. Yeah. 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 And they don't mix well. Right. Yeah. There's like a patchouli for yeah. sure. And then that weirdo cigarette. You, you yeah, throw yeah, that into the mix. Yeah. Too yeah, much coffee. Cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck him and his talent. <laughs> and his fearlessness. Here, interrupt our conversation. Uh, he has a new, I was at a mall the other day and there's like a huge billboard, you know, one of those indoor billboards of him and it's for some fancy cologne. I don't know what it is. And I don't know if you, you, got, you could have to see the picture, I guess, to really get this, but he seems to have adopted the, uh, the look or the vibe of what I can only describe as um, pretentious gypsy. Yes. <laughs> that seems to be, that's who he is now. He's yeah. like, he's like crouching in the desert and he's got lots of Bedouin robes, but he's just so pompous about it. Like he's not, I don't, you're, so you have not seen the commercial yet. Oh, is there a TV version yeah. of yeah. that? Yes. Doesn't he like stare at a bison or something? Yep. And he's like, which <laughs> way shall I go? Yep. No. Yeah. <laughs> to which my, oh my wife's response, my wife's response was, he knows this isn't playing in Japan, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's got one of those vibes. Yes. Like, We're going to give you $8 million. America will never see right. it. It's right. one of those. So maybe they tricked him. He's not smart. Or he doesn't care. I mean, th- that guy. He doesn't care. He has so much money. I don't know why he does any commercial, but. Well, he doesn't. Doesn't have money. Oh, yeah. he lost it because he spent 25000 a year on wine. Yeah. Or a day. Sorry. What is it? He has some crazy budget, I heard. It was well, like he's a, got like four houses that he has to sell and all sorts of. Really? Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's. it's He's in. He spends absurdly. Not that's not even the half of it. The the wine yeah. budget. He What's the a, other half? Beer, cheese, <laughs> cheese. He likes cheese. Sure, sure. sense. He's going to the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, they right? go Bring your wine so well together. <laughs> you can't have the wine without the cheese. No, you gotta have both. And I'm a guy that doesn't drink, but uh, I'll I'll smell your wine while uh, while, <laughs> while I'm eating my cheese. You like the smell of wine? I don't. I do. Really? I like the smell of any alcohol. I was a drunk. Oh, yeah. I think it's awful. You don't like the smell of, of wine. No. What about uh, beer? I like the smell of beer? No. Oh, boy, it's disgusting. It. Why do I love it? Jesse, are you a drinker? I don't know you to be a drinker. I don't uh, know you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm i one to imbibe. Mm-hmm. I think at a reasonable level. <laughs> Question You're not mark? on trial here. Um, I think it's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I like... I like I like a good all the thing is is I really like all of it. Um I don't think I get you know I'm not like getting drunk but I was talking to someone who was like oh it would be harder for me to give up caffeine or no coffee specifically than alcohol and I was like no absolutely not it would take me almost no time to transition to tea from coffee. I'm like I could do that pretty easily. Mm. And I was like I love the taste of wine, beer, a very fancy $14 cocktail that takes a half an hour. I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really on a Negroni kick right now. On a what? Negroni. 
Walk walk four uh, dry drunks. <laughs> um, one third. You never drink. <laughs> Elliot drinks a little bit. Oh, all right. Well, we're all really getting to know each other better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this um, is one third gin, one third vermouth, one third Campari. I'm really into the Italian amaros right now. So you know, yeah, I like alcohol. <laughs> but I feel like I do I like it like it, when you start to talk to people who are like yeah I don't like it but I like getting drunk I feel like that's like whoa okay yeah. what's what's going on but like I enjoy the taste of of alcohol and trying it like oh let me try this beer yeah like, go I, I love the taste too in my, yeah. in my, in back in my days I like the taste of it yeah hmm. that's what I miss I miss the taste of a nice ice cold bear bear have you can you get down with any of these non-alcoholic I, I did them as a, a little transition yeah and uh no doesn't do it they're not good yeah it was more you know what it was for me jess uh not that you asked but it was the holding of the bottle that made me think i was still drinking and then once i was able to let go of that it was like oh good i don't need to put these empty calories that's nice awful tasting beverage into my body yeah that's a nice little little linus blanket yeah, yeah. Line, I had to take this thing for uh, like these things to get ready to go to college. You, you just sit and take these like, um, you know, online courses that were basically just about like, you're about to be away from home. And one of them was called Alcohol 101. And it was like about it was sort of to protect against like anything happening from binge drinking and, you know, really like protecting. It was, you know, it's a good idea. I don't know how much it helps when you're like 18 and you're sitting around your parents' house just like waiting to go to college. And you're like, yeah, I'm taking this in. Go Going to these like slides online to say you did alcohol. It might have been called alcohol edu, but uh, there was a thing where it was like, "What is your drinking habit right now?" And I was like, "I don't drink. I like didn't drink in high school. I didn't drink till I was like a sophomore in college, and like very like slowly." And so I was like, "I don't drink." And <laughs> alcohol edu like nagged me. They were like, "If you feel like it." hold a red cup at a party and no one will know. Like, preparing you that you're going to be a dork. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no. hey, you know, no one can look in your cup. And if you hold a red cup, you'll be fine. I was like, I'm fine anyway. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. I'm fine saying, oh, yeah, I don't want to drink yet. I'm like waiting till I feel ready. I'm okay. That's weird. That's weird. Leave me alone, machine. Yeah, it was very weird. If you walk, uh, if you stagger through the room, people will think that you've had too much. Too much yeah, exactly. Right? You could put water in there and say it's vodka. They're the same color. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down, EDU. I'm fine. I'm fine. That is odd, but accurate. Yeah. <laughs> right? You can't fight the machine. Yeah, I know. It was good advice. You I didn't, rage against it. I didn't take it. I was I was very like, yeah, I'm not drinking. Freshman year, you still did not drink. Yeah. And what college did you go to? Northwestern. You went to Northwestern? Of course you did. Yes. Are you, You're not from Chicago. No, I'm from uh, Orange County. You're from here, mm-hmm. and you went to Northwestern. That's right. And did you enjoy the Chicago uh, winters? Um, no, but they. But it feels like a badge of honor that I, I survived them. Yeah. You know, they were intense. Boy, so many talented people from Northwestern. It's fascinating how many talented people went Good there. theater program. Mm-hmm. Wonderful theater program. Our friend Craig Bierko went there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess some other people. <laughs> uh, our friend John Quaintance went there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think of people that have been on this program. Uh, I feel like there is one other one. I, I can't think of who it is. Hmm. Boy, there's a lot. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. Of Go one. Cats. Uh, what? Go Cats. Uh, that's Wildcats? Yeah, that that's the, right. The Wildcats. Yeah, the Wildcats. Not wild the Goldie Hawn movie. Uh, don't be the... No. 
Wild cats. Is that going to scare you, Matt? Yeah, I'm okay with that. All right. Matt is frightened by the Duran Duran song, Wild Boys. As a child, uh, oh. that song frightened me. As recent as the start of this podcast. <laughs> 13 years ago. I was, I was scared of it coming up on your list of favorite songs. Um, yeah. Yeah. How come? Um, it's got a sinister beat. Sure. <laughs> uh, as I said before. And uh, and the video is, uh, like, uh, I found it a little spooky. My cousin had a Guns N' Roses poster in his room that was really terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, really scary and also I was very afraid of um, uh, I have a memory that like when Phantom of the Opera went on its tour my parents went twice and in my mind as a child it was like I guess what my parents do at night now is go to see Phantom of the Opera mm-hmm. like it's like I think they're always there and my mom would play the soundtrack and it was really terrifying I'd have to like run outside that does sound scary yeah that is a scary tone did they go twice because they wanted to figure out what that second act was lacking the second time like you open with masquerade and then it's downhill from there can we agree with that yes is that your thought too I say that all the time of the show act one's flawless in my opinion masquerade and then like did you forget you were doing a show yeah it's tough (laughs) tough stuff yes yeah you're the first human being to agree with me on this <laughs> because people are like I'm not familiar or people are like no I stand hard for the second half people either just don't like it across the board sure. or they uh, they'll go or they like it across the board like nobody's ever oh. I've never seen it because I never suspect I won't like it oh <laughs> uh, well I mean you know it definitely I mean it's great there's an incredible incredible motifs the songs are great but once we get into like the phantom as less of a of a in the shadow scary person and actually like a kidnapping lover it doesn't track as well and, yeah. and the pace slows down and the songs really thin out it does mm-hmm. yeah oh my god i've Found my soulmate in this musical. <laughs> I think Oliver and Jess, maybe. <laughs> I don't know how to explain that to Danielle, but it's going to happen today. I'll, I'll do it on the way home. That'd be so funny. Like, who's Jess? Ah, uh, we agree with. We agree about the musical. We agree about <laughs> Act Two, a fan of the opera. Of the opera. <laughs> Very specific thing. My, of course, my wife's uh, uh, impression of that uh, musical is uh, just Christine. Where have you been hiding? <laughs> Uh, there, there's some awful in Oh, that, that's but, great. Yeah. Put her on the arm. No, she doesn't make the arm. No, I have a more connection than that. Also, it would be... It's, a pizza maker. I'm more connected hey, than yeah. that. It's, it would, you would have to cram it in there. It's not quite enough room. There's not enough room. I don't know what name I thought my, I know, like, that's my the son thing. or daughter was going to have. You were like locking into a shorter yeah, name you, for a second really child, were. too. That's the weird. letters have got to be the same size. Otherwise, somebody's going to think something weird, right? Yeah. Well, you, well, you're the second child, son, is what I would say to so him. So you're less important. <laughs> so you're less, your mother and I will let you get away with anything. Hmm. That's uh, hmm, That could be true. That's always true. Isn't it always true with the second child? How many kids did your family? You said three. Yeah, and I'm the youngest. I definitely had the least amount of rules. Which showed by you getting hammered in high school. (laughs) (laughs) It's in that red cup. (laughs) What kind of necklace is she wearing, by the way? It says necklace. I know. I saw it so good. That may be my favorite thing in the world. What is it? What, what's the name of that type of necklace? Is a nameplate, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So it looks like it's going to say like a name of a boyfriend or, you know, sp- your own name. Sibling even. or maybe. Yeah. And then it says necklace. Necklace. Very right. funny. Thank you. Thank you. They call that meta is how they describe That's that right. kind of comedy. Yeah. Um, all right. Garen, anything else over the weekend? I know. You, all right. Listen, you saw the Rambo. You saw the Hustlers. Uh, you watched the Emmys. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Uh, nothing else. Just worked. Uh, yeah. Just worked. Mm-hmm. I'm a working man. I know you are. I know you were. I know you were looking at uh, Danielle, and I can't figure out if you're being sarcastic. If you really want to learn how to play the mandolin, I I am serious. I'm serious. You're serious. I love a mandolin. I don't know why. It slices those vegetables perfectly. <laughs> Come on, man. No, I really do want to learn. 
It's basically just it's it's either good tune like a guitar or a, a violin. violin. Is it a violin? Violin, yeah. Do you play the mandolin? I do actually. What? Um, I found you a teacher, Gary. But only really, really rudimentary chords. He's gonna give it up after a week if it's anything like him. It's really <laughs> but I agree, I love a mandolin. You do? Ooh, yeah. Beautiful. You like that Bruce Hornsby in the range? That's mandolin. The mandolin range. Um, to the mandolin range. I'm not familiar. Oh, do they really play mandolin in that band? Well, there's a song called Mandolin Rain. He's got it. Oh. Yeah, he's one of those. He's a, I, oh, would, I, I actually don't know. There must be a mandolin in there, that no, song. There's got to be. There's a mandolin in the... I mean, if there wasn't... Bruce Horns being there. You don't think the range is going to be without a mandolin? I mean... The titular mandolin? <laughs> <laughs> it would be pretty ironic and funny if they made that song without a mandolin do you think bruce hornsby has a sense of humor the, no but no. the thing about the song is that the the rain sounds like a mandolin that's what he's saying Isn't, yeah you're right that's it's not point. about a mandolin at all it's about the rain there's no question there's a mandolin there's gotta song. be cue it up <laughs> i gotta hear this mandolin or rain. at least find the credits for that garen find the credits uh for who plays the mandolin? Or the range. Go down the list of uh, musicians in the range. You know that guy's been dining out on that for 20 years, 30 years, or however, however old that song is. Oh, I played the mandolin in Mandolin Rain. Nice to meet you. You like that? That's a nice song. <laughs> it's nice. No, I don't, I don't, like, I don't like them. I don't like Bruce Hornsby. But. I like them. It's one of those where I go, you know what I like? Boy, I like that song. I like that song. I like that song. And then I buy the uh, uh, the greatest hits. And about four songs. And I'm going, yep, that's plenty. Those are the Bruce ones Hornsby. I like. That's yeah. it. It's boring. It's boring music. It can be boring. I agree, yeah. I agree with that. It's really soft and bad. <laughs> <laughs> Set the hiccups. What, what are you, you going to play it? I'll play it while you look. What up part are you it. doing? Yeah. I'm looking for. I'll play it. The you credits, do that. but they don't. They're not on Wikipedia. Really? Okay. Even when you go into the discography? Yeah. Well, Hornsby and the Range don't even have a page. Huh? No. Th- that cannot be a true statement. I, You're I, telling me Bruce Hornsby and the Range does not have a Wikipedia page? I mean, obviously, you got the piano front and center. It's Bruce Hornsby's instrument. Isn't that a mandolin? Is that in the, the background? background? A little bit. Ooh. I don't know. I think it's It's almost like it's just playing a mandolin filter on a keyboard. It does sound more like a keyboard. Yeah, this song sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. To me. Come on, sorry. man. The Ranger, the Ranger in the next room. Oh no. <laughs> I for an instrumental. If he, if he would ever stop playing the piano for a second, maybe we could hear the mandolin. Maybe he calls the piano the range. Maybe the range has, the piano has a name. It's Bruce Hornsby in the range. Look at the album cover is even just a picture of his hand on the keyboard. See. That's, that's tough. the mandolin range. I like this song. I disagree with it. I like it. I David like Mansfield plays the mandolin. Who is it, please? David Mansfield. Yeah, that's Mansfield. He's all over this thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, classic. Is, get, is there going to be a mandolin solo at some point? I mean, bridge. It feels like a classic okay. bridge moment. Agreed. And if I know anything about Mansfield, he insisted on it. <laughs> well, the, the chorus is nice. I'll give him the chorus. I'm going to skip ahead. I think, gotta, I think you could just uh, shut it down. No, I want to hear this. Uh, We've got to hear the mandolin. Where do you think the... Jess thinks it may be in the bridge. That's man. She plays it. She's going to know better than any of us. Right now, I think someone's strumming it, which is not super typical. Oh. 
This was played on Top 40 Radio. <laughs> yeah, it's a hit. It definitely sounds country-ish to me. Uh, it does have that, yeah. That was there it is, there it is. Uh, right there. Yeah, that's... Boy, they really made us wait for it. Oh, my God, but, but, but worth it. Worth it. <laughs> worth the journey. <laughs> and that's gone again, because he has to bang on his piano for another wow. three minutes. Don't be Listen mad to him. me play the piano. Be mad at Mansfield for not being more... You know. No, it's Bruce's fault. Who does he think he is? Yeah, Mansfield probably played throughout the whole thing, and he's like, "I can't have all that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute it down, except for that I one part." It, it, is, it isn't Mansfield in the range; it's Bruce Hornsby in the range. Mm-hmm. And then I think he had a solo album, which I always, <laughs> you kicked the range oh, to the curb. Always weirds me out. Come on, man! You, what, you you didn't have enough with your name in the title. Well, it's like Springsteen and the E Street Band. I'm yeah. gonna do an album without you guys. Oh, thanks. I'm gonna get these musicians. <laughs> oh, why? 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 Boy, that sounds a lot like what we would have done, Bruce. <laughs> I just had a weird idea His for His birthday a, today, by oh, the way. Who? Happy birthday to the boss. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bruce Springsteen? Year, this yeah. time of year. Uh, I had a weird idea, uh, like so, have some artist do, like let's say it's Elton John and the, like that's the name of the album, and then he plays with a bunch of different bands. Of the backup bands? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. like Elton John and the Heartbreakers? Oh, exactly. I like that. I that's can't fun. like something more than that. <laughs> that, would seem that may be the best thing you've ever said in the history oh. of you being on this planet. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. Elton yeah. John and the Blackhearts? Ooh, that's, God uh, damn it. That's really board. good. That would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, even even the part about it being Elton John's a great part. Like yeah. you, you could do that with a lot of different artists, but that's a great pick because yeah. he'd bet. Yeah, he. he Who could, do we talk to? I don't know. David Who? Geffen. <laughs> <laughs> Does David Geffen still manage Elton John? I believe uh, Geffen is involved in some way. Uh, he's, a, he's a mogul now. I don't think he still manages. I, mean, I, I, I know, think in his uh, the record. Sure. He's label. done touring, so perfect time for more studio yes. time. Oh yeah. yes, good point. This is the time to hit him up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know when I met Elton back in 1988, <laughs> uh, he and I floated this idea. Um, <laughs> he wasn't. He was against it. I'm I'm guessing he'll remember when I met him. So maybe I should just email him. Yeah. Sure. There you go. Just at him on Twitter. <laughs> so is, is the album all new material, or is it Elton doing covers like of those? Song, band songs. Or maybe mashups. Couplets. Like Two from Elton each. John and the Heartbreakers doing one you know, new guy, one cover. One of theirs and one of his or something. Oh. Well, that's oh. A, I'm not, we're not looking at a double album on this though, Garen. I think this has to be single disc. Yeah, you don't want all new songs because then I think you'd like to hear the Heartbreakers mash do what up. they do best. Mash yeah. up, guys, mash up. He's got to oh, get yeah. in the room and write with those each of those Boy, bands. that would be the, oh, you that would be the best stuff. part. I want to, if, if, if they can, I mean, you got to get in there and see what happens. If they come up with something good, then use it. I mean, Ellen's the perfect guy for this because, uh, well, no, he's not because he's, he's a musician. he who writes, writes the music. Then yeah. who writes the lyrics? And you got to get Bernie in there. I don't want Bernie involved. <laughs> well, we got to get Bernie in. Okay, Bernie's in. <laughs> I will be there and write the lyrics. Not Sanders, you a-hole. <laughs> Jesus. You're dropping to the poles. Get out of this conversation. <laughs> You had the good idea. Now just quit while you're ahead. <laughs> you were the one who started yeah, this. The Sanders way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I don't know. Like some of those bands might have good lyric writers in them, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, but get, Bernie can my, be on call. Sure. Yeah. Get Bernie around. Okay. Or is there a singer who is a great lyricist? More than and who's not a great? Let's get Elton John like, out of this. Like the opposite of Elton John. Right. Yeah. Barry, mm. Barry Manilow. Is that true? No. No. Oh, Billy yeah. Joel. Bill Joel. Well, Billy Joel writes everything, right? I mean, I guess, yeah, he, he's the I guess he writes lyrics and music. John Bon Jovi? Oh, dude. <laughs> we want to sell albums, not upset people. John Bon Jovi. do anything worse than... God. My son, by the way, schooled me. My, tw- my son's 12, Just He said, um, uh, Dad, did you know John Bon Jovi uh, sang on a Star Wars Christmas album? I said, there's no, uh, and I said, there's no way, son. There's no way he did that. There's no way. And sure enough... 
He is the one of the three lead vocalists on a Star Wars Christmas album. What the hell? Whoa. John Bianjovi before he was. It's, oh, it's so an this eighteen-year-old is... John Bianjovi. That is wild. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't know about this album. I don't know. I mean, I know. I think Miko put it out. Like, it's not even a like a real record company didn't do uh-huh. it. It's like CP. I think it's like. What do you get a Wookiee for Christmas? Right. Like it's that sort of stuff. I'm not aware of this, no. And it's Anthony Daniels is, is singing and talking. <laughs> yeah. Huh. By the way, you look like Princess, uh, Princess Leia with the headphones and your hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the white shirt. And the white yeah. shirt. Yeah. And the necklace just like uh, uh-huh. Leia Just like wore. she had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that's a cool flex by your son. Yeah, he made me a <laughs> fool. That's cool. Maybe because I was I was like, son, he didn't. There's no way he would have done that. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's Boy. tough to get owned by your kid because well. you're so used to them being wrong about everything because they don't know anything when they're young. Right. And then they get to an age you're like, oh, now you do know some stuff that I don't know. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas in the stars. Oh, wow. It's a cool poll, though. Yeah. That's a great little tidbit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that I didn't hear Casey Kasem mention that at one point. At some point, I'm sure he must have. Counting down the hits. Right. This next time. Hey, we first, first, first appeared on a Star Wars Christmas album. Battling <laughs> shit Kasem's. <laughs> <laughs> Do you do impressions, Jess? Is that part of your uh, arsenal? Not really. I feel like there was like the time where I was sort of encouraged that, hey, it might be good to have them if SNL comes looking. And then I was like, I don't really do them. The thing that I got closest, um, my favorite was to just say, this is Kira Knightley as a scared deer. And just like, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> um, or uh, Julianne Moore laughing or crying. <laughs> These are all pretty visual. Um, but but she really vacillates like so quickly between her laugh looks like a cry, her cry looks like mm-hmm. a laugh, laughing and crying are the same release. Joni Mitchell? Oh. I don't know. I was trying to be like your son and have a cool pull. <laughs> well, um, but then you made me look the fool. Then you won. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think that, that was it. Not not a big, I don't think I have like that perfect ear for it. You know, I think <laughs> if I were to ever do impressions, it would be much more in the vein of like, I'm making this an individual character. Like, mm-hmm. Have you auditioned for SNL? Is that something you've done yet? No. You will. I don't think so. Tomorrow. Oh. No, you will. Look at your voicemail. Oh, oh I forgot. You're on the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know everything that's happening over there. Um, oh, great. All right. Uh, all right, Garen, good luck. Thanks, sir. <laughs> good luck on that mandolin. That uh, seems like... Uh, They're not expensive. For and, and you're. Sure I didn't know you were left-handed. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm not left-handed, but for some reason, my instinct is to always do that to do air guitar reverse yeah yeah I'll i don't know why it is it doesn't feel right doing it this way i have always done it hmm boy that's struggling with the left i did always wonder why you're you wouldn't want your dominant hand on the on the fret depends on what's the harder thing is but don't you think this is a, i i per, i don't play an instrument i've taken many a lesson to i i I'm not good at guitar, but I always felt like the picking part was the harder part because you hit a chord and then you can do a lot of activity with with the picking mm. hand. Never watch Hee Haw because one's a picking and one's a grinning. So I don't know if that plays into this at I all. Don't know. I guess it depends on what kind of music you're playing because if yeah. you're just playing like rock, then there's then you're not doing much over here. You're, really. a, rhythm, yeah, yeah. you're a rhythm guitarist. Mm. The mandolin has small frets and every um, every string is double string and they're metal wound so it is pretty hard to press down oh boy when you I was, want strength though you want you want strength but i did play you know put it my left hand i'm right-handed i you know mm-hmm. did left my non-dominant on the fret but just as a warning you're gonna beat up both of those calluses oh so you need strength is what i hear you saying <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. you're out for that reason yeah i'm out i'm out <laughs> good call <laughs> 
I'm going to play the accordions. Maybe, maybe start with the ukulele and see how it goes. How about the uke? <laughs> I do like a uke. Do you? What's wrong with the uke? It's, it's People doing little covers on ukes? It's cute. You know who's great? Uh, our buddy Wayne Fetterman. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great with the ukulele. I was just about to shit all over the uke, but then I remember that I do I, enjoy when he does that. And I bet uh, you he'd teach you uke. You think Wayne would teach Gary? Yeah, I think he doesn't. He doesn't he do lessons sometimes for some folks. I feel like sure, he does. I never heard that. No, he does. Really? History podcast. <laughs> History of the uke. Maybe that could be a podcast. Him teaching you ukulele. <laughs> God, what do we call that episode? Unlistenable. <laughs> oh, you're not even giving it a series. This is just a one and done. <laughs> it's a special. Well, I mean, they anticipate it being a series, right? But then after canceled. one, they're going, you know what? This well, is too tough, guys. Well, Garen would quit after, like you said, he would quit after a week. So yeah, yeah that maybe that's my my podcast. Is I just. Try, try to learn a different every thing every week. Immediately quit. <laughs> Garen will try it. How about that as your podcast? Oh, there you go. It's not a bad podcast. Anyway. No, no that that's pretty good. I don't think so. No, but it's kind of like Nick Turner and Nick Vatterot. It's not, it's not the same, but it's, it reminds me of that. Yeah, but I think this is different enough. There's no money involved. Right. There's a there's a, a YouTube um, quad called the Try Guys. Oh. But, um, but I think mm. it's a little different than... They're less trying to do new skills and more like experience. Like... Experiences. Yeah. Like what do they? What, what do the try guys do? What are, what's the, what's the last thing they try? Try heroin. I don't. I don't <laughs> I don't I'm not really sure, but I know like one time they did those like labor pain simulators. You know, like they'll like try. Oh, I see. Huh. Yeah, I think they have a book. They're pretty. They have like a book. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've never seen any other. Videos. You know what? The, uh, the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. Uh, in that seven months, they did do a thing where called Andy'll try it, and uh, they would have him try various mm-hmm. different weirdo things that were for sale. Oh, uh, that one, but, but like the thing you would go, well, who would buy that? Mm-hmm. Like it would be that sort of item. Right. And then the only one I can remember is like the bicycle built for six. <laughs> and then they had Andy take uh, uh, audience members on a little ride around the lot. It's fun. Um, and I don't think he enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, that would be really hard. Right. Also, that's an intense release to have those audience members sign. Yeah. Yeah. Are you okay? Andy Richter will not crash you into the side of a soundstage. I get to be on TV. Yeah. Yeah. What is uh, it's, happening inside their heads? Yeah. Very rude impression of Andy, Andy Richter. <laughs> I wasn't Andy. That was the audience member, but I get your humor. That's fun. Um, all right, let's check in with the pop culture beast once again, just to make sure he's doing, doing okay. Great. He's still doing good. Doing great. We think of that same. Smooth. Yeah. Uh, there he's behind Video Village. That's the prickly pear. Now that yeah. we're done with Garrett. Uh-huh. Uh, Elliot, what happened over the weekend? Anything uh, exciting uh, happened in Palms, California? Well, I, the thing I thought I would mention is, uh, so uh, as the listener will recall, I am on a neighborhood council, and one of the things I'm doing is I'm the chair of a committee. I've never chaired a committee before. I've managed people. But where you've held court many a time. <laughs> It's the same thing. Um, I mean, I've been in charge of stuff where, like, I was like, okay, you have to do this, you have to do that. But in in this kind of thing where it's an elected office, you have to share the space. And so I'm, you know, learning how to do that. And to greater or lesser success. But um, the reason why I bring it up is... uh, you know, it's got some difficulties. I was... Did you watch by any chance any part of the congressional hearings with uh, Lewandowski? With... uh, I I didn't, but luckily everybody tweeted me pictures of him every 35 seconds. (laughs) Oh, God. Boy, why isn't Jimmy playing him on television? Oh. Because television doesn't know Jimmy exists anymore. (laughs) But that is is a fair point. has passed. Um, Uh, But yes, I... Apparently, I look enough like this gentleman that uh, I got a lot of texts, a lot of tweets, 
Uh, Would you take that job? I mean, I, what's your question? Let's say they're making a TV movie. Let's yes. say it's. Well, John Cryer and I both were lobbying a year ago yeah. on how he should play Rod Rosenstein and I should play Corey Lewandowski. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, and then there was another, a third, a second celebrity and me tweeting out about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget who that person was, but uh, that brought back all the memories of of that. So you say yes, no matter what the, what it is. I don't care what network it's on. C-SPAN's making their first scripted oh, project. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> Get in on the ground floor. Get in early, right, yeah. Jeff? Yeah. Okay. We're all going to become C-SPANners, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing yeah. this weekend? I'm C-SPANning. That's right. Well, think about this. Court TV was what you know used to be a thing, and now it's uh, unwatchable Spike or whatever the hell it is. Uh, now it's the Paramount Network. Court became true, right? I thought Court, became, court became true. true. My apologies. TV, yeah. It became true. Yeah. Uh, but something else, Spike, it was, Spike, something yes. was before Spike that yes. was. And now Spike is something else. Spike is Paramount. The, the Nashville Network. Oh, is that, that right? Yeah. Whoa. Oh, wow. It became Spike TV. But A&E used to be Right, yeah, classy. things change. Things change. C-SPAN's yeah. about to change. But C-SPAN <laughs> belongs to the people, Jimmy. Not this one. <laughs> okay. Have you seen it? Too? Have you seen the people elected? <laughs> Let's not get political, man. <laughs> well, uh, all right. So, yes, so, to, to answer your question, I will. Uh, I'd look like Corey Lewandowski. That, Go ahead. What's your point of your story? So, so. Uh, oh, I can't remember the and name yes, of I that. Any any role? Okay. Uh, I don't remember the name of the chair of that committee, uh, but it's uh, Adler. Nadler, Nadler. Oh yeah, Jerry Nadler, right. the guy. The guy running. Hold on a sec. What if it's a? They're making it's a pro-Trump production, and so you want they want you to play Lewandowski in a, as a hero. I'm out. Okay. I'm out. So that's the that's the. It would have to be uh, accurate portrayal of the gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is accurate. There, these guys are misunderstood, Jimmy. They're just taking out of context. I, I, I would not do that. It's no, the it, fake news media that's making them look bad. How much money would I get? <laughs> Say they. I mean, I don't know scale. <laughs> well, they're definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what's a what's your rate? What's right, we're not allowed to ask you that anymore. I guess the new. You're not allowed rules. to ask me. You're right, okay, that's I'll correct. give you. Uh, it's gonna be two. It's gonna be a two-week shoot. I'll give you uh, one point five million. Jesus Christ! To be in a pro-Trump movie, whoa! And I can uh, talk about it afterwards. Can I talk about it afterwards? No, no. Uh, you, you have to support. You have to do the press tour, and you have to yeah, say all the stuff like is. every other thing. I yeah. guess you know what? Here, we, I, I could say yes, and then go on the press tour and go. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not really a big supporter, but as an actor, we do all different. We do all different sorts mm-hmm. of roles. Yeah, I could. I could. <laughs> am I allowed to say that? Oh, here's another thing. Steven Seagal is directing it. <laughs> Oh, well, then definitely. Well, then, now yeah. this has become like I mean, a fever yeah. dream you can't what, say no to. I don't know if that's right? a pro or a yeah. con Also, a two-week shoot? Well, that's a breeze. Mm. Yeah, I'm in. For 1.5? Well, you're, you're part. Yeah, you're going to be you're gonna be on set for two weeks. Oh, I easy. Mean, I mean, look, Corey Lewandowski is a small part of that story. So uh, no, This one's all about him. It's about how he's the mastermind. Well, then I'm the wrong guy. We know that. <laughs> and it's shot on location in Russia. I'm in. I'd like to, I'd like to go overseas. Sure. See what's happening over there. I like bread. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> They didn't have bread. You got to wait, wait in line, line for it. Yeah. But once you get it, to quote John Panette, oh, so good. <laughs> uh, all right. So what's your all point? Right. So my Na- buddy Nadler's Jerry Nadler. Jerry Nadler is trying to run this meeting. Who is, as Jen Kirkman and I talked about on this very program, uh, I could listen to that. I hope. I wish that guy had a podcast that I could just listen to his voice. Sure. On on. He's, he's got, got a great that, He's got that New York accent yeah. that just hits my ear the right way. So so he's he's trying to get stuff out of Lewandowski. And Lewandowski basically says, I'm sorry, I can't remember what you're talking about. Can you tell me where it is in the book? And then a whole bunch of bureaucratic committee 
uh, uh, parliamentary procedure stuff happens, and I'm watching him, and he's doing his thing, and then and then an assistant comes up and says to him, "Actually, all right, so actually this is the procedure," and I'm looking at all these people like going into the weeds on procedure to basically try to cancel the meeting, like the Republicans are, and I'm and I'm looking at the look on Nadler's face and going, "Okay, he's a professional politician, and he's got that look on his face. I'm not going to feel badly about the about trying to figure out how to do it with these." six people who are in the room trying to make sure that everybody gets a chance to talk but and all that kind of stuff. he's an asshole. Uh, Nadler? My apologies, I misunderstood because I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about... Uh, I thought you were still talking about Lewandowski. No, no, no. Nadler is trying to run the meeting and he's yes. exasperated oh, because so, they've got point of orders and yes. all these things. He's going, no, I'm the chair and I'm allowed to do this. Actually, this. I already gave so you your opportunity. So you're not worry so much about... Correct. Yeah. Yeah. With Smart. It, yeah. You got to run your ship, buddy. Yep. And I'm learning. I'm Palms getting better. you. It might. <laughs> You're their only hope. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> He's got three laughs, and I don't like any of them. Oh, what? <laughs> that can't be true. Can't be true. Oh, no. <laughs> if it is, it's a problem. We have a problem. Oh, it's mean. It's unnecessarily mean. Uh, all right, so that was uh, your weekend, yeah. huh? I mean, that's what I was thinking about. I I, I got a new TV. Hey! Wow. I decided. Uh, I decided it was a. Uh, well, it's like three hundred bucks for a fifty-inch screen. Wow. It's bananas, right? Right. And so, uh, little, not too much drama installing it, but I have like a you know a mount, and I've got it on arm so I can turn it and look at it from my kitchen, or oh, I can I look like at that. it from yeah. Mm. And, and a fifty-incher. So, yeah, but I had the arm before. I had to take the old TV off, put all my new stuff on there, but uh, it went relatively without without you did any it drama. Yourself? Yes, sir. Good for you. Yes, sir. Congrats. Thank you. Make sure you change that setting that all the directors are talking about yeah uh, turn off that high, uh, the, high i'm trying to figure out where that is i think it's i think on this tv it's called game mode and i think it's off by default oh that's good um but uh yeah and it actually it's got roku in it you got yeah. a built-in roku is it a tcl yes and it's yes. pretty I, nice you got yeah. the tcl i do i love that when i go to the yeah. store and see the tcls i love them the design is real nice it's my a, only hesitation my, is it's a it's a chinese manufacturer and so we have to we have to worry a little bit about that when you know because mm. all the tvs can kind of monitor us Okay. Eh, a little bit. What are they going to see? What are they going to see? Yeah, what, are, what do you got to hide? Well, you know? Get a pen and write your fucking name on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> there's no camera in this one, so I'm not worried about that. It's just it listens to you for your voice and that sort of stuff. What do you do that you're worried about? You don't do anything. It's it's not a matter of that. It's just it's the principle. It's the principle of it. That's all. My principal was a guy named Charles Hayes. <laughs> Good guy. You know what? Probably at the end of the day, he was a good guy. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you're a kid, you, they frighten you. The principal frightens you. Yeah. I had a really fun principal. What was his name? Uh, oh, the doctor was a woman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh shit, shit. Jimmy. Yeah. So you was my principal. God busted. Well, I forgot she's much younger than I. And during my day, a lady no. could never have that position. You're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> my elementary school principal was a was a lady. Miss Te- Miss Miss Tejan. So it was a miss. They did that. Speaking of misses. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jess. You were saying. Um, Mrs. Emery Burt. Uh, and, and she was fun, you say? Yeah, she was fun. When we had a jogathon to raise money for the school, she said if we raised a certain amount of money, she would kiss a pig. Yeah. What? And we did. In Orange County. And she kissed that pig. Nice. Yeah. How far did you have to run for her to smooch the pooch? Um, <laughs> um, I don't remember, but uh, they did a thing where they, they no principal stayed at any school very long. They like rotated them within the district. So very quickly she was moved to like a school that wasn't doing as well as our school. But they did it earlier. And I wrote a letter to the district. 
begging them to make her stay. Really? I was. And? Ignored. <laughs> but some other moms in the pickup were like, good job writing a letter, Jessica. Yeah. Well, that so, is a good job because you yeah. had trouble writing prior to that. Yeah, I was like, I did it. <laughs> where'd, uh, where'd she kiss that pig? Uh, on the snout. Oh, boy. On that. She went for it. Human-like skin. <laughs> yeah. Perfect for tattoos. Totally perfect. Um, it, this, was a, it was a whole assembly. We got to all come inside and watch her kiss the pig. Oh, my God. Just a little peck. It was cute. Where'd the pig come from? Was there a county fair happening? Uh, I, mean, I don't really fair? know. <laughs> I honestly don't know how they set that up. Yeah. Yeah, good question. Uh, this was high school. No elementary school. Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. I was like in my fourth grade. My daughter's uh, principal is also a woman, and she's a doctor. Now, that's double burn for you, buddy. <laughs> Do we get, they call her Dr. Meg because her name's hard to pronounce. But her, her, but her first name's not Meg. Her last name starts with Meg, so that's why they call her Dr. Wait, Meg. So you're saying like this woman is a doctor? Mm-hmm. A doctor of education, I guess. Huh. That's interesting. <laughs> I guess the world's changing. Yeah. I guess the world's changing. Right? I mean, it's PhD. I don't know if you consider that a real So doctor. not medical? No. Good, thank God. As as okay. <laughs> yeah, she, she's not Ken Jung level smart. <laughs> <laughs> Guy knows how to use TikTok. I learned that last night on the Emmys. Sure did. Um, I didn't. I didn't initially understand why he was vamping. I mean, I know that it was built into the idea that that he would vamp at that point. But I was like, God, this is so indulgent at that point. And why I was, was he vamping I, again? Because I, they 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 wanted he had they had to get they had it set up so that they could get the video that he shot off the phone and then edit it into the thing that they would then oh. put up on the screen. Because he, he oh, I don't know yeah. if you saw the Emmys. I read about it. But I didn't watch it. So he he like he was like, oh, I'm making a, a TikTok for my daughter. It's like there was a shot of her opening like a closet door and then and then a, a blank space where he was going to insert a shot of the audience going, ah, and then it was a reaction shot of her going, ah. Uh, and oh, so, so they had to edit that all together. So to they, make he sh- they showed he showed everybody the two shots he had and with the space in between. And then he's like, all right, I need you guys to do this. And there actually were some good jokes written into the thing. I just couldn't believe how long it took to do. Who was he up there with? Uh, Nick Cannon. Cannon, our buddy. Uh, our buddy Nick Cannon, right? Mm-hmm. He asked him about Mariah Carey, which I thought was very funny. Yeah. I don't know if that was scripted. I think that may have been. That looked a little ad lib to me. Yeah. Yeah. The, but by Nick Cannon's reaction, <laughs> maybe not. I didn't see the, the whole thing. Did it come up at all that Nick uh, hung out with us at that uh, it did not 9-11 up. food day? No, it did not come okay. up. We're very good people. We volunteered to do a, to a thing on 9-11, and Nick Cannon was also there. We did not Seems speak like to him. Seems like that should have come up. It really feels it's like It's weird that, that they didn't. For as long as their segment was, it's weird that that did not come up during the, the exchange. They could have talked about that while they were waiting for the video yeah. to upload. Yeah. Oh, well. Mm, you know, next year. <laughs> Uh, thank you for that cursory <laughs> laugh. That was very kind of you. Uh, all right, we got to take another break. Yeah. And uh, when we come back, we're with Jess McKenna right over this. Hey, guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Jess McKenna is on Twitter at Jess R. McKenna. She's also on the internet uh, at thezack and thejess.com. That's where you can find all the information about her and Zach doing uh, improvised musical comedy. Uh, they just finished a tour, so unfortunately no tour dates right now, but uh, keep your eye out on that website for future stuff or just her Twitter. And of course, check out Off Book, the improvised musical podcast. That's on Earwolf or wherever you get podcasts. That's how you find that show and enjoy it and listen to it. Lots of great guests. Uh, actually, I, didn't, I don't think I can wait. I think our friend Rory O'Malley's been on the show too, so uh, maybe start there. That'll be a fun episode to listen to. I guarantee it. Jimmy's going to be doing stand-up comedy at Penguins in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, October 25th and 26th 
He's at the uh, American Comedy Company in San Diego, California, November 10th. And then going backwards, because I missed it, is Flappers in Burbank, October 4th and 5th. Uh, those are his dates. You can find him at jimmypardo.com. Click the tour link. For Never Not Funny, we are going to be live in Minneapolis, Minnesota at Acme Comedy Company on the 16th of November. That's a matinee show. And then uh, Zany's in Rosemont, the Chicagoland area, matinee show there on the 17th of November. And finally, Vitello's in Studio City, November 25th, 8 p.m. show. Great food at Vitello's. So come early at 6.30 doors and uh, get yourself a nice meal before the show. That'll be fun. Uh, go to nevernotfunny.com, click the tour link, and uh, that's where you can get links to tickets to all those shows or any of those shows. Come to all of them. Why not just uh, become a groupie and follow us around the country like a weirdo? That'd be awesome. Enjoy. Hey, refinancing your credit card balances can lower your interest rate and save you money. That is just a fact. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a financial expert to do it. And here's how. And I'll oh. tell you this boldly. Tell it to me. Right now, you can get a credit card consolidation loan from my friends <gasps> at Lightstream. Lightstream. <laughs> with a rate as low as 5.95% APR with auto pay. That is way lower than the average credit card interest rate of over 19% APR. Mm-hmm. Now, dig this, Matt. I'm digging. And again, we talk about this often with you. You, sir, need to put, put an addition on your house. Yes. You need to. It's it's becoming more dire every day. You have a you have a, a, a about to be a teenage daughter. Yeah. You have a wife. You have a young boy. You've got yourself, and you're all managing to live in that cramped little bathroom. With one bathroom. You gotta get a. You gotta build on. You gotta find a. And I'm uh, thinking about an outhouse. No, that's a huge mistake. <laughs> uh, but what you should do first and foremost after you take uh, after you pay for that is then take out a loan. Yeah. And uh, you can save thousands of dollars in interest. Get a loan from five thousand to one hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. There are absolutely no fees. There are no application fees. You'd be a fool not to do this. No origination fees. No transaction fees. No prepayment penalties. Hmm. You can even get your money as the day you apply. The online applica- application is so easy. You can apply right on your phone. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience. Now, I will boldly tell you this. Tell me. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash pardo. <laughs> Subject, of course, to credit approval. Rate includes a 0.50% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply. Offers are subject to change without notice. Lightstream.com slash Pardo for more information. That is L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash Pardo. Lightstream! A better way to consolidate your credit card debt. Now listen, Matt, our friend Paul of Tompkins has a new podcast. Yeah, I'm excited for it. He's hosting it with Nicole Parker, and they're calling it The Neighborhood Listen. Mm-hmm. It is an improvised show set in the town of Dignity Falls, mm-hmm. where Paul and Nicole's characters explore their community via posts from a real certain neighborhood social networking app. Wink, wink. Oh. And interview the town's most intriguing and weird residents. That's right. Real posts from a real app just improvised. I mean, imagine getting to meet all those weird people complaining about helicopters. Well, now you can. <laughs> now, listen, you guys... Uh, you guys have been listening to Paul F. Tompkins on his uh, various podcasts as well as uh, on this show for uh, he was on season. He's been on since season one. Yeah. Yeah. The, think about all the, the laughs Paul's given you over the years from from Never Not Funny to Comedy Bang Bang to the Pod F. Tompcast. Maybe you listen to right? that. Maybe Spontanea Nation was in your rotation. Maybe Threedom. Maybe Threedom is uh, is on your your pod app. Well, now he's got the neighborhood listen along with Nicole Parker. It is available only on Stitcher Premium. So go to stitcherpremium.com and sign up with the promo code PARDO and you will get a free month of premium. Nice. It also showed that you are supporting this show as well. Paul F. Tompkins and Nicole Parker have the new show called The Neighborhood Listen. It comes out on Tuesdays on Stitcher Premium. 
Hey, by the way, you can listen to the season one episode with Paul Tompkins on Stitcher Premium because you can go back and listen to the first 13 seasons of Never Not Funny on there. Well, uh, so uh, listen to that and then listen to the neighborhood. Listen. Yeah. Come over and say hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Jess McKenna is here. Uh, of course, the podcast off book. You can find it here on the Earwolf Network. I imagine you probably gave a website or something as well, in addition to just forcing people to go to the Earwolf website. Yeah, sure. I mean, you can listen anywhere you get a podcast. You can also go to the com, and we have like a comedy album and I don't know. Any other information is there. Zachandjess.com. The Zachandthejess.com. The Zachandthejess.com. Mm-hmm. My mouth doesn't seem happy with any of that. I'm an idiot. I feel uh, like we named ourselves when the head and the heart was having some jam. Like there was like mm-hmm. a big, mm-hmm. you know, like a few years ago, indie rock surgeons of naming bands the blank and the blank. The bird and the bee. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we were, we were so named that. during that time. Perfect. Because we're like, oh, it's also our name. So it's not like yeah. too much of a leap. So it works. Yeah. I like it. Love it. There was a gentleman, an older gentleman. He was the father of the woman that owned the Crackers comedy chain in Indianapolis. And he would be the one that would take you to uh, press on Friday mornings. He would drive you around. And he was the ni- he's the nicest older man, just a very nice man, uh, but didn't know the names of anything. But he wanted we want to point it out. And he would go, uh, now, you know, Jimmy, if you're looking to get lunch, you go to uh, Margie's. They got great Italian, Margiano's. Uh, <laughs> and he goes, and, you know, I don't know if you're looking to get like housewares or anything, but you, if you do, there's a great store called The Crate and the Barrel. <laughs> and <laughs> unnecessarily threw the thus in there. Uh, so maybe he was ahead of the game. And yeah. This old man. The Crate and the Barrel is great. Yeah. That'll be our second album. <laughs> Smart. It's a great the album. And the Just the present The Crate and the, the Barrel. Crate and the barrel. Ooh, yeah. Uh, there was a third one which I cannot remember but the third one was as bad as Margie's it could also be like a concept album that's all about like uh, trying to like a couple getting married and they have to register to think about it's right it. up your alley you yeah. guys can improvise something along those lines thank you so much God is this, this, <laughs> thank you so much this has been a real gift I mean look it, between that and the Elton John I thing know. I think you're set I know everyone's <laughs> coming up with great albums why does she get the Elton John thing everything we say we here belongs it. to the guest that's how it works that's, oh that's I thought California that was just law. a gift to the world we're all gonna benefit from that we all get that's true that. yeah that right true. yeah we get great music boy do we know in all seriousness do we know anybody we could approach uh, Should we just start a moveon.org uh, <laughs> uh, petition, petition yes. about yeah. it? We get 100,000 signatures and well, they, they have to I present it. I know that works because I'm hosting Match Game. <laughs> um, uh, those those peti- online petitions work very, very well. Right? Don't you enjoy me every Sunday on Match Game? I can't wait to miss it. Okay. <laughs> By the way, I really enjoyed your roast. <laughs> Thank you. He's got, I appreciate you saying that. My three brothers and I really enjoyed ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jess McKenna is here. She's got the podcast off book. Uh, Jess, we play a game on this show called Sevens. Uh, and during the break, you chose a category. What did you choose? Broadway. Broadway. All right, get ready to mm-hmm. shit the bet on this. All right, hold on. Uh, I know a lot about Broadway, yet cannot give good clues. Oh, okay. So let's see what happens. All right, but I got to do I got to do my thing. Okay. Oh, well, you got to do two things, because first, things. There's, this is happening. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Sorry, I was Sevens with Jess McKenna. We're doing the category of Broadway. All right. I am attempting to find this on my phone without the use of my Balabans. Oh. I bought these Balabans today. 
So I can read what these words say There you go. Wonderful. Who is this? That's brand new. So you, my, you, my ears. You have, you have not heard that oh, one yet? You're going to tell me you played it three weeks ago and I won't I'm remember. I'm sure we played that. That's I don't remember that one. You remember that one, Gary? Yes. Okay, sounded great this time and the last time. <laughs> I do still need to make that list of all the different contributors. That's, yeah. that's, that would be helpful for all Well, of us. we thank you guys for doing those things. Mm. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, who knew that the Balabans would be such a, a muse yeah. to people? Can you imagine what Jess and Zach could do with some of these I things? can't imagine. I would imagine <laughs> it would be wonderful a, and funny. Yeah. Oh, man, we should have thought ahead a little bit and because there probably is something we need we have a lot of theme songs but it's probably one that we need that we don't have well we, we, we always we're not gonna make her do it on the spot no we are that's what she does i know he but dance for us <laughs> <laughs> do your skill <laughs> broadway okay and uh the premise is i'm gonna try to give you clues you try to guess what i'm describing okay great if we can get seven in seven seconds, no. you win $20 million. <laughs> oh. So yeah, the, the, you, the faster you get it, you have seven seconds to get each one. The faster you get it, uh, the more points you get. Great. And after seven, you move on. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Ready, Jess? Yep. Um, uh, she started in Evita. Uh, Madonna? No, uh, the, the, the play, I'm in love with her. Does any of that help you? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, Kenny Loggins uh, sang the soundtrack to this. Uh, the theme song, You Gotta Cut Loose. Oh, Footloose? Yes. Uh, she starred in Wicked as well as Adina Brent. Menzel? Yes. Uh, one of the greatest actors of all time. He was in uh, Marathon Man. That helps you being a child. Dustin Hoffman? The other guy. The older man. Oh, uh, Lawrence Olivier. The next one uh, is uh, Oprah uh, starred in this. Color Purple. Yes. Uh, I don't know this at all. It's what you could, another name for a man, maybe? Uh, hey. Mister? Mm, no. <laughs> Gentleman? Uh, Liza Minnelli, Life is a? Cabaret? Yes. Okay. Whew. Ooh, I now I want to know what that one you didn't know was. Okay. Well, also, who is in Marathon Man? Uh, she got it. She got it, Lawrence Olivia, oh, Lawrence too Olivia. late. Try acting. It's called acting, my dear boy. Yes. <laughs> yes. I wish I had time to uh, do that. Uh, Patty Lapone, of course. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, that's not helpful. Nordlings. Uh, <laughs> Nordlings. God damn it. Uh, Footloose, Adina Mazzel, Lawrence Olivier, Color Purple, a Cabaret. And then the one, I don't know this one, Fela? Fela? F-E-L-A? Oh, I think it's a, oh gosh, I think it's a Latin dance piece, but I could, boy, I don't know if that's mm. right. I don't know it, so that's why I, went, uh, I completely went off the yeah. F-E-L-A? F-E-L-A exclamation point. Fela! <laughs> Fela! Fela! Hey. That's why I went, uh, went off the reservation, so to speak, to uh, 11. 11. Okay. It's a tough category. It's yeah, it's a tough, tough category. category. You got particularly yeah. tough ones. You do Broadway with, uh, oh, with God, Jess are you kidding me? I'm going to be worse than you. Right. That's why I want this to happen. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Here we go. Um, it's uh, Debbie Reynolds. They're dancing when Singing it's... Singing in the rain. Yeah. Um, uh, the opposite of ugly is... Beautiful. Yep. Um, uh, uh, not mother, but... Father? Yeah, and you what you have over the course of time from... Father. Uh, okay, oh, um, uh, call the cops. Uh, there's a plant singing. <laughs> Little Chapel Horse. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, oh, um, uh, the, the leads. You got the leads, and Alec Baldwin was in the movie. Uh, they're, they're selling real oh, estate. Oh, Glenn Gary, Glenn yeah. Ross? Uh, not the main part, but the person who fills in when they're... Understudy. Uh, yeah. um, oh, uh, it's the French Revolution, and they're singing. Les Miserables. Yeah. 
That's got to be 17. 17. Oh, my God. Wow. You got it exactly. What's the one? Life with Father. I don't know that. Oh, my God. It's a wonderful piece. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sing in the Rain, Beautiful. Got Life with Father. Little Shop of Horrors. Felt like I should have gotten that quicker, but I didn't know where to go with it. Call the Cops a Plant Singing. Call the Cops a Plant Singing. It's a shirt. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's a shirt. Uh, I don't know why is that the first lyric because uh, you can't sing the actual title so I just had to be like oh that got I was like trying to get the next line that's what it came out and Glengarry I don't I, yeah why well, I fumbled that one a lot but, um, but uh, all right just you want to give sure are you giving I'll receive okay, okay. you do the you do the machine oh yeah so I'll, she doesn't I'll, have to yeah that's good. all right here we go this will be Broadway this is me guessing Broadway which in the past has been a disaster <laughs> Okay, oh gosh. Her first name is like a Christmas. It's a song at Christmas. Noel? Uh, no, like the whole category. Um, um, the Bobby Baby, uh, it's about a man trying to Company. find... Yep. Um, also Sondheim about fairy tales. Uh, uh, Into the Woods? Yep. Um, Henry Iggins. Uh, My Fair Lady. Yep. Um, he's a composer of Phantom. Uh, Lloyd Webber, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, this is um, Johnny Depp. Is it pretentious? This. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, what was Gypsy? <laughs> um, and uh, Marlon Brando. Uh, 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 Hudson Roof. Oh, Hudson Roof. Oh no. Uh, uh, Streetcar Named Desire. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you got him. Carol all Channing. I really got in my head oh. about the best way to get to Carol Channing. All I can think of is, is this apocryphal story about corn. When did I eat corn? Have you heard this? <laughs> yes. yes. And you could have done that. I, I would have gotten I it. I didn't know. I, I don't know my audience here. Was going diamonds. I know. That was good. Fifteen. Fifteen. That for, you got them all except the first one. So that I, I like that you were even though I was, at least got them. Yeah, yeah. you got them. At least yeah, got them. You, Those were, you, you know why? Well. Good clues. Yeah. Very good clues. Good clues. Thank you so yeah. much. That's Call the cops. A plant is singing. Though. <laughs> you know what's, uh, what? When I said uh, "Cat on a Hudson Roof," uh, my brain said "streetcar." My mouth chose to say completely different words. And I was also like, "Is that even right?" But I've. I'm like, we'll get there. We'll yeah. get to one of the Tennessee Williams. Uh, well, we got it. 15. Good showing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like I was ready for like a sting. Oh, good showing. Oh, God. We're, well, we're weeks away from that yeah, kind of bullshit happening have almost on everything show. else. You heard two theme songs just to set this game up. So. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, Jess, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. This what was a, so fun. What a joy. Uh, and, and people should listen to the off book. Uh, it's a lot of, and again, it's uh, live. It's uh, one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Thanks so I much. I really, really enjoyed it. Thanks. Came home and immediately uh, bored my wife to tears uh. about the entire rundown of that show. <laughs> and then, uh, but it was full of joy talking about you guys. Thank you, Danielle. I feel you are tattoo worthy. I'll be having the Pop Gold Look up over there. There's Garrett Cockrell behind Video Village. That's the Brick and Pair, Elliot Hoper behind the dashboard. That is Matt Belknap, our friend Jess McKenna. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, go on, not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com.